Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Okay, now we're live. We're good. All right, um, podcast 157, Galen Trombley Show, guest today. Friend of the show has been here uh, multiple times, Mr. Alec Adnaha. Uh, first time guest, Mr. Nick Dodd. Will soon be here, uh, rumor has it, um, Rob Knowles. Um, so basically, everybody's on. We got a big tournament coming up um, a week from Saturday for the Kids Charity Golf Classic Year 3. Um, leading up to it, I will have a few podcasts with some potential – I say potential. All, all players, not potential players, are actually on, on the squad um, talking about you know leading up to the tournament, expectations, what we're expecting. Some of these guys have played before. Some are, are rookies. Um, and just trash talking Matt Craig and Ryan Lee's team the whole time. So it's gonna be fun. Um, Alec played last year. Yes, sir. One, thank you for having me, Gail. Appreciate it. And he came Pleasure as hat, always. Pleasure as always. Um, you were three and zero last year. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. I was not three and zero last year. I was one and two. Nick, new addition this year. Very first time. Yeah. You're pumped. I'm pumped. First Ryder Cup style event that I've ever been a part of. So. Yeah. So and you're on the good squad. So you're on our team, which oh, is course. great. Yeah. Um, this was the old board, so we can reminisce. Even though we, lost. I guess, lost this one, but that's okay. That was a long time ago. That was a year ago. But Jeez, we're losing our stit in the penultimate. He's yeah. So, team, uh, so he's enemies. So I, I'm excited. You and I are slated to play. I'm excited. That's that's when I plan on spitting the most. Spitting the most well, trash talk. Trash talk. I, I for played sure. with uh, Jeff Stitt last week, and Jeff crumbled. Um, it's nothing. I mean, we're not gonna sugarcoat it. He didn't play well. Um, I took his money. We bet. I want some cash. Love that. Um, Ryan was on the other squad too, so I want some cash from Ryan. So I'm feeling really good. It was like a prep, prep it before the big match. So I feel good. I feel good about our chances. I like our team, the squad set. I think the matches are good. Um, what's what's your biggest Nick? You're new. What's your biggest expectation this year? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I hope we win a lot of matches. I, I think our team has a lot of low handicappers compared to the other team. I could be wrong about that. So, I mean, on, on paper, straight up, we're the better team. Handicaps, though, it's a, it's anybody's ball. Anything could happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, now with Steve, with Steve Bumpard out and Brady Channel subbing in, breaking that, news. Great that's uh, that's a low great handicapper gone and a high handicapper who it's could right. potentially go yeah, pretty so, low for us. So we just oh, yeah. so Brady's got that. So He's I think Brady know. was a good pickup. He was I, a great uh, pickup. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, so the the difference. So the only the only thing is, and Rob's not here. I've actually never really. I think you golf with Rob. Yeah. At one time. Oh yeah. Yep. I just said hi to him. I don't think I've actually formally met Rob, so I'm looking forward to it. But, um, I was the only thing we we switched. So we put in Brady into all the matches where Steve was playing. The only thing we did was I switched me and Brady in the singles. So I was Rob knows Brady, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was supposed to play Rob. Yep. Steve was supposed to play Ryan. Ryan, Brady's now in, so I'm now playing Ryan. Brady is now playing Rob. So that's the only difference. 
So I was supposed to play Rob, but Brady, which I hope is that's good. That's a good switch, okay. I think. That'll I think, be, so, I think so. That's that's good. So whatever the case, I, I partly just because they know each other, and I wanted Brady to play with somebody that he he knew a little bit. Right. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. But that was the switch up. It's the only switch up we made. Full, I talked to Ryan. It was, full, full, it was agreed upon by both sides. So that was the only change we made with the late the late change up. But other than that, I think it's good. So new venue this year. New venue this year. We got North the Barracks last course, year. Yeah. Did you guys play there at all? I high played school? in North North Country in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Do you play a lot now, or is it like sporadic? I played there Spotty a good for me. Spotty for me. I've only played there this year. In the I played in the chamber event there. That was it. That, that was it. Yeah. Did you you play this year there? Yeah, I've played there like probably ten times this year because I played in oh, the wow. uh, the member guest up there with yep. a buddy of mine from Champlain, um, and then yeah, probably like seven other times. So oh, so you played quite a bit. Yeah. Um, what's your feelings on that course? Because you guys mostly play bluff. I know. I think. Yeah. I think the par threes are easier, and mm-hmm. the par fours. Um, I, overall, I think it's an easier course. I like faster greens at North Country. I don't know, Alec. How do you feel? Yeah. No. I. I. I agree. I think that's what it comes down to anywhere. And bluff's definitely slower than there. If yeah. You ask me. Yep. The I think. I think the the par threes are definitely not as intimidating. I mean, for example, thirteen at bluff's not a fun one. Now, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make direct comparisons either, but like. I definitely think the par threes are more gettable. Um, I think the par fours are not as not as difficult. It's a bit more open, and I think if you have if you hit good enough shots, the par fives are gettable as well. It's cool. It's you know it, you can put you can put up a good number there. If if you put the ball in the right spots, I think you can put up a good number there. Although if the wind's whipping, that always sucks too. Yeah. So usually North Country. That's where I grew up playing. So I played a bunch. I've only played I think three times this year. I've been trying to go up like early on like a weekend and play and. Um, okay rounds not like great like the other day i shot terrible but it's it what i remember the wind is always worse up there there's yeah. always wind relative to any place that you play bluff gets wind a little bit off the lake but north countries consistently can pick up wind um the course is harder like the greens are harder to hold at north country mm-hmm. um big greens but like you can get the ball especially in the front so the way the course is set up you know, like that's that kind of creek that runs through the middle of the course. Yep. Like you get to number two, you cross it, you go to three. It's like I mean, a little small dip, but everything. I guess what east, everything west of that towards the clubhouse was the original nine. So if you look at it, they're all made about the same way. All the greens are elevated, and the thing with North Country is most of the greens are elevated up, where a lot of greens are fairly flat. So you have a lot of times where you can hit the green, it's going to roll off the back, and now you're chipping up and down on a hill. Even though the greens aren't severely sloped, they're fast. I think like, a good example of that is 10, if I'm thinking of one. Yeah. 10. You're, yeah, no, 10 that's brutal. Back off that's, a, that's a brutal green, especially if it's a front pin. Yeah. Number 12 is tough. The par, that's the toughest par three. Um, the par just three is be, just because Now, just because of the green, you're saying? Because, I mean, like, if you look at, uh, I think I've been three and Third what, hole. six? Third three hole is six. long, but it's just it's flat. It's flat. There's, Same nothing, there's no bunkers. There's nothing. No. It's just long. Um, that, that one's, if you can hit a long iron or like a hybrid or something, you should be around the green and then it's trying to get up and down on a very big flat green. It's not a hard hole. In theory, it's not a hard hole, but people, obviously you're saying, Hey, hit a club 210 yards straight. And that's pretty much the only thing. So, um, number six, it has the bunker on the right with a little, you know, number six is okay. I deem it's a pretty easy hole. It's a mid iron, low to mid iron. Oh yeah. It's just, it's the bunker, what front, right? Right. Front right, just to the right. And there's a creek, but like you gotta like miss hit it to hit in the creek. Yeah. Like uh, the bunkers in play if you're short and don't hit it well. 
if it's a front pin and you kind of like try to like really go aggressive at it and, and you might hit it a little bit or flare it off right, you could be in trouble. 14 is super easy. There's a couple bunkers, but super easy. And then number 12, though, has a bunker on the right, but it's got a really narrow, deep green Yeah. where you can't hold the green. I mean, we, we talked about that, uh, the chamber tournament. I smashed a club. I think it was an eight iron, landed just past the pin and rolled all the way back off. And I hit that high. And then you, I think, I don't know if you hit the green after me, but you hit it higher than I do on the irons. But it's yeah. a tough green to hit. It, it, yeah, it is a tough green to hit, absolutely. And then you're chipping and it's narrow, especially if it's a front pin. It's like you got a bunker right, it, the green's elevated, it's quick. Um, I think I got to check for the handicaps, like what holes are handicapped holes, because that's one of the ones you get strokes on. I think it's like the fourth hardest hole in the course is 12. Yeah, I think, three. I think 12. Um, when we did the member guest there, I know two was a handicap hole. Two is number one, the hardest. Um, yeah. And then I think, I want to say eight and nine on the front too. Because um, the kid I played with got strokes on like two, eight, and nine, like every match we were in. So basically. number eight is the third hardest hole. Number 13 is the second hardest hole, which is the dog leg left, par five. And then number 14, I believe, is the fourth hardest hole. So those are the ones who I was doing the scorecard. Almost everybody's getting strokes on those, yeah. whatever match. Um, one of the, I think you're part of this match. There's one match, I forgot who you're playing with. I know you're playing, I think, against Wade, and it might be Russell. It, it, you guys are playing straight up. There's one match that's actually straight up. There's no handicap. Like, the handicap's taken into consideration, but the way that it's structured... Is the half of the sum is how you do alternate shot, and both sides add up to the same amount. They're not the same handicaps, but their actual numbers are the same. So nobody's actually getting a stroke on that. So that's a legit straight up. There's no that. nobody's that's giving cool holes. how that worked out. I love yeah. that. I think I think you're. I think love it's that. you versus. I forgot who your partner is, but I think it's you versus Wade and Russell. Does that sound right? Did you have a match against Russell and Wade? I know. Alec I know. And- I play Russell. I play Russell twice because we play so. We play Rob and Russell in the first, yes, in the first match, and then I play Russell in the singles, I believe. And I play Wade in the singles, so it's so not it the singles. It's alternate shot. I'm pretty sure it's you in the alternate shot. I don't know who I'm with in that. I forgot because I know I'm with you in we're we're the the second nine, you and I. That, we're alternate shot against that's Jeff alternate and, shot and Ryan. Against Jeff and Ryan, yeah. yeah, which I'm pumped for. Yeah, so that one. So the alternate shot, the problem with the alternate shot is because the way that the handicaps are taken, you don't typically get a lot, of, a lot of strokes in alternate shot because it's half of the total of the sum. I know it's like crazy math, whatever. So when you do four ball, the way it works is like if the four of us all played, the best handicap, which I think was you, we take you, you play as a scratch. Everybody else's handicap is 90% of the difference. Yeah, based on mine, yeah. Based on yours. So the handicap for me, I was a, I think you were a, five when the number you gave me and i was a 15 yeah like i would get nine strokes off of you because i get 90 percent of 10 gotcha so and you just kind of keep doing the math so singles is straight up so like you and i would be you'd give me 10 strokes on the 10 hardest holes and because we're playing nine holes you would get it could be i mean it's, it typically goes back and forth but it's not like you get five shots per side it's the 10 hardest holes so hypothetically Six of the hardest holes could be on the back nine, and you get six strokes, not four. Uh, okay. So I just did it based on whatever the handicap was. So I believe most courses do jump back and forth, though. So it'd be like one, two, three, four would be on each side. 
So typically when you go through, almost everybody was getting about half. Well, if we're, <clears throat> as kind of a segue into course handicaps, as far as bluffs rating, there are certainly some that I don't agree with. There's, there's no way that – I don't know the, the card off the top of my hand. Off the top of my head, excuse me. But, like, there's, there's no way that – you have a card, you have a card over there? It's like thir- it's like thirteen is supposed to be easier than, what like or, or no twelve is supposed to be easier than one, or or thirteen is easier than thirteen should be the number one rated. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's bluff point, and I think it's three or four. I think the number. Do you know the number? The number one bluff. hardest hole at bluff is that seventeen. The hardest hole at bluff. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it rated I, is seventeen? I think no, no. I don't know off the top. I honestly don't know. I think the third hole is the number one. Yeah, you're it right. Might, it, no, it's three. It's three. three. Yeah, it is three. Okay. I, I don't have a bluff card on. I don't have a bluff card on me. Um, I'm in my car. So this is North Country. First hole is nine. Second hole is one. Third hole is eleven. Fourth hole is seventeen. Fifth hole is fifteen. So I mean, nobody's getting strokes on those. No. Six is thirteen because seventeen, four, five, and six are the three easiest holes in the front. Seven is seven. Eight is number three, and nine is number five. So a lot of people are getting strokes on nine. And a lot of people are getting, obviously, one, uh, two and eight are giving a lot of strokes. Yeah. So when you look at these, as of right now, we're slated to play the front nine twice. So you're slated to play the front nine for the foursomes, uh, or no, sorry, for the four ball and the singles. The back nine is for the foursomes, which is alternate shot possibility we can switch to the back nine and finish the singles on the back nine which is what i selfishly want we just got to see like what the course is that day well now let me ask you this too because i don't know if we ran into it last year we may have but in the event of extra holes what would you want to do about that there's if, no extra holes what if it, you wouldn't want to do it if it came down to it it's just straight up no right? Ryder cup if you tie goes to the uh defending champion so if we really yeah so if we tie hmm. it's going to go to craig lee Oh, that can't happen. So, like, la- like last year when we did this match, we had. Well, it came down to it. There was like we had sixteen matches. Was it you? You had talked about it was you and someone else had talked. I want to say Adam, maybe you and Scarf, mm-hmm. like almost went back out there to finish something. Yeah. So last, so last year we ended up uh, there's sixteen total matches. This year there's twenty four because we have more people. So we actually have a full which is, like. Which is, all right, yeah, we have twelve sick. to twelve, so it's awesome. Sick. Um. So this or that year, our team had to win eight. Eight out of sixteen. So if it was eight eight, we would have won. We ended up losing eight and a half to seven and a half mm. because it was a half point. We lost by a half point because had we tied eight eight, we would have won. Yeah. So in theory, we lost by a point. The reason we would have went out last year is because when we got down to it, um, there was a few of us on the back end, and I forgot which matches they were that they weren't completed. So we got rained out like the last, what, probably three holes last year. Me and Scarf were on number seven. So we didn't play seven, eight, or nine. It started to like, there's lightning. So we just like, I'm like, screw this. I'm not playing. There's lightning. We're out. Yes, that's and right. It was like a kind I of a quick passing now. storm. But by the time we got back and like kind of had to wait we're for like, it to Oh, pass, do you want to go back out there? It was like probably 30 to 45 minutes before we would have been safe to go back out. Um, and some people were, it was late, long day. And we're just like, okay, we'll just call it there where we finished. And we ended up losing. Um not to say it was a not to say I would have come back and beat Adam, but it, I there was like three matches I think that were out there, and there was like one or two of us that could have really made the difference had they went out and played. So like if I would have come back and I think won like one or two of the final three holes, 
I could have either won the match or have the match, one of the two, which would have been enough for us to win. Right. So well, I was if like, you had, well, if you had halved it, that would have been, been enough to win still. So there's an okay. asterisk on their defending well, champion well, title. No, we gave it to. I mean, it's. <laughs> no, yeah, saying. I mean, it, it's always I'd, one where kind of. You know what? Out. No, I'd say so. It never we're, actually, we're out for blood. That's what. It, yeah, it's straight up. It, it like, never actually finished, but we it was like by a. So we kind of just were like, listen, we'll just. Fun day. We'll just call it. Like. Right. Um, and we were basically three holes from being finished. So hopefully the weather cooperates. Because um, I'd like to see the whole thing come down to like the last few matches. Last year was great because it was competitive. Like every time we finished, it was always tied. Mm. So I think it was 2 2, 4 4, and then we went out for the singles. Matches were coming in and they were alternating as far as who was winning. Yeah, like it wasn't far off. Like, no. Like I think like the problem is when we look at this, like you, Stitt, Burns, all won at the end. It was the first five matches. Like I lost two and one. Um, but he Asterisk. was up. He was up two with three to play. Yeah. And then, oh, and then a few of these ones, like <laughs> a few of these were already done. And then a couple of these matches, like could have went either way on some of them. So it was kind of fun, like how it got really close. I can't wait to see the scoreboard this year. If there's gonna be one, yeah, I'm sure there will be. We're working on that. Oh, yes. it's gonna be. It's, uh, it's gonna be so cool. Yeah. It, it, no, it's it's cool. Like it's bigger. Obviously, it's got like more more matches and kind of the same style. But um, so Nick, unfortunately, or fortunately, you you you're giving up strokes every. I don't think you play anybody that is giving you strokes. Oh, I don't. I yeah, did so, not expect that. Yeah, at so all. you're you're getting uh, you're yeah. giving strokes, but um, I don't know. You guys can look at this. Like the back nine, it, most most of them fall in the same hole. You know, because you got to have the same. At the end of the day, it's like you're always playing the same hard holes. So like. Number two, every match, somebody's getting a stroke in number two. There's one match. I forgot who it was. I want to say it's Bryce Hansen. I think is giving like Dave Coyer like two strokes every hole for oh match play. I Bryce came in at like a four, I think. He was yeah. a, he was a four. That's how I think that's how I went with, with singles last year with me and Joel. Uh, yes. I don't think Joel well, got two. So though. Joel uh Dave's a forty. Bryce is a four, oh, so yeah. it's 36, and when you take, and it's straight up, so it's 36. So Bryce would be playing a full match, giving him two strokes every single hole, even on the easiest hole in the course. So, yep. so we're actually playing the singles. So when I, when I fill out the scorecards, so this is what, so Alec played last year, but like, if you get the scorecard, it'll be, it'd have like your name, and it would have whoever you're playing, and, or two people and two people. If you have a yellow box in there, that means we deduct a stroke off of that. If you have a yellow box with a black um, outline with a black box, basically a yellow yellow box is filled in with a highlighter. Yep. Sharpie outline uh, outline would be two strokes. So Dave is yellow, 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 black, 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 all the way across. Most people like when you get down to it, like if you're playing the first few matches, you might only see like two or three boxes throughout the whole thing. You know what I mean? So like you might just look at him like, okay, I'm giving strokes on two and three and eight and that or I mean, not two and three, two, eight and nine, and that's it. And the rest of them are straight up. Yep. So like when you look at it, the only difference is and I gotta say this the day of, like don't put your net score, put your gross score. Yep. So you're always putting your gross. And then by the yellow, we just know like okay, five, five, but they're getting a four net four beats their net, you know, right. straight up. So, easy to keep it up. Easy to keep it that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: What part of your game do you feel the most confident in? going oh, in geez. and what part are you trying to work on the most 
If you had to, if you had to, if you had to boil it down. That's a you great know, question for everyone to answer, I think. The uh, I certainly got some You know things. what's You know what's crazy? I would say my driving right now, not just driving, but like getting off the tee right now, for me on the year is the best it's ever been. My irons are awful and my putting is awful. Like I would deem if I had to go driving, irons, pitching, or putting, I would go driver, followed by chi- or off the tee, followed by a, like chipping, followed by putting, followed by irons, and I would put wedges in the iron category. My iron, my wedge game is pathetic right now. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so I'll say this. In, in the times we've played, like on Wednesdays mor- on Wednesday mornings, yeah, I think you've driven the ball great. I think you've driven the ball really well. I think I, I can attest to everything you just said, and I think I can somewhat say the same thing about my own game. Like if I'm if I'm driving the ball well, everything else will typically go okay. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the biggest thing for me is if is if I'm not driving the ball well. I'd agree. Uh, your irons are good. Eh, your they're, iron- they're they're spotty. They're they're, they're when, spotty. when your irons and wedges are on, like there's sometimes I've seen you just throw darts all day long, and I'm like. Dude, there was one time we played. I think you hit every green through like seven or something. There was one time we played and you hit every single green. You drove and hit every green all the way through. And I don't know what you shot, but it was like somewhere in the 30s. But then it like kind of went away a little bit in the back nine. It was early in the year. It might have yeah, been like June. I, I believe it. I believe it. It's 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 honestly that I think that's the thing. Like it's 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 a lot harder than people think to hold, to put two good nines together. Oh, it's, it's one it's, of the hardest difficult. things to And I've seen, I've seen Nick do that, the same, like, the same thing. I've seen him put, I mean, we've both done it, have like a great nine and then a terrible nine or a terrible nine and then a great nine. I've seen Nick throw together two fantastic nines. Like, it's, it's hard. It's, it's definitely tough to do. So you think... I try, dry- I try to simplify it, though. I try to not look at it as like, oh, I want to shoot this. I, I've told you this I, I, as, as if I think of it like, oh, I want to hit 10 greens today. I think if you can think of it and simplify your thinking as far as giving yourself just a simple goal and, and thinking your game's going to do the rest from there, I think that's a good way to look at it. It's kind of helped me out anyway. So I've been tracking like like uh, golf logic. So I play it like with the, the distance, and then it tracks my score. So like each score I pump oh, yeah. in. No, I know the app you're using for sure. So I'll look at my driving, and I'll hit like – I would say 60% of my drives are in the fairway – or just out, like I didn't get the fairway, but it's like very, like one or two yards off the fairway. So I'll have that. So I typically have a look into the green and I'll hit like two to four greens in regulation. Hmm. So my problem right now, I wish there was a stat where it was like how many open looks you have at a fair, like a green, meaning you're in the fairway. And I'd say open looks, not like you scrub something and have a, 220 yard like hybrid you have to now make up and try to hit the green but i'm talking like you hit a good drive you're in the fairway you got a pitching wedge a gap wedge sand wedge even an eight iron in your hand with a straight look to the green how many of those did you hit or not hit versus like hey i got i got a green regulation but i hooked one out of like the left rough like how many open looks do you get in a round my percentage of that how many you convert on would be terrible <laughs> the amount of times I have a wedge in my hand and I hit it short, I pull it, I slice it, and I'm like, I got a wedge in my hand. This should be on the green every single time. Yeah. Well, I where I definitely struggle right now is my my putting's just atrocious. I like so I just I had my I've been using the Scotty Cameron that I have like all all gear, and I have another putter that's a bit heavier, and I just put that back in the bag like the Peretti. a week ago. The Peretti, yes, and 
the weight difference sucks. It's stu- it, like getting used to it. But I mean, I just can't seem to. I'm leaving like I'll leave birdie putts, you know, ten feet short. I mean, like it's a heavy putter. Just feels no. Tight. I think it's just even just my overall stroke. I was doing the same thing with the Scotty. That's why I switched it in the first place. I gotta figure something out. It's just I think it's uh. I'm just making tentative, a, like choppy strokes, and it's just I'm not committing to it, and it's it's not going well. Do you think it's a mental thing, putting? Or I think I think it's more mental than people. I mean, everything's credit mental, for. but I'm saying like, what do you think percentage wise of that? Like 64 Rob Knowles. There he Rob is. Welcome, Knowles. welcome. There he is. Welcome to formally meet you. How's it going? This is good. Pop pop the headphones on. Your mic's already hot. You're good. Um, I would say, I'd say like 60 40. 60, 40 to 70, 30. We're talking about like how, how much mental putting is versus physical. If you had to give it a proportion. Mm. I don't know. I, I think you have to, it all depends on the pot, doesn't it? It depends I think, if it's a three footer, if it's a 10 footer. Cause it's a, if it's what's a three footer, line? it's all mental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, what's on the line? For sure. Yeah. So you think it's more mental? I mean, I think there's some physical to it, but I think people like the yips, people like mentally. That's, that's it. what I have right now. Yeah. For sure. Choppy, but, tentative terrible strokes do any of you guys practice putting before a round or if yeah. i have extra time i'm at the course or whatever but it's always I, a yeah. thing it's nobody quick practices. it's yeah. quick before a round uh, but i'm i i was prior to this year i think this year i've been better but i was like notorious for being late for tea times like they can both attest <laughs> to it i'm known for that this year i've been okay and so i never would really like have time but like i'll, I'll go up and i'll throw down you know a couple balls throw, hit like five ten putts and then go yeah, but other than that, no, which is pretty bad. I have like a little putting mat that I've used before, but nothing like crazy. So Nick, what, what's your uh, what's going well right now? Uh, a lot of your games going well, but like yeah. what's the, <laughs> like what's the, what's the one that really sticks out that you're like this is it? I still um, think he's a I great think, putter. I think my irons, like my mid irons, like anything, like you know wedges, and then like nine, eight, seven iron right now has been the biggest difference between last year and this year. I got new irons, fitted irons this year for me, so that has helped. But my four, five, and six irons last couple weeks mm-hmm. have been awful. So if I have any of those types of shots as like, of late. What's your been... average, like how many greens you hit in a round? Um, I, probably 11 or 12, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little more, but. When I, I used know. to play. I'd say, I'd say at least, yeah, like at least two thirds. Yeah. Yeah, when I was playing a lot, I tried to get 10 to 12, like back in the day yeah. when I was good, not now. Like that no, was two, I, two to four. <laughs> um, so, uh, Robbie, welcome. Um, Robbie, you're actually on the bad team, so that's okay. That's okay. I you're mean, actually I'm, wearing the colors too. So. I've been in worse places in my life, so I'm <laughs> sure that uh, I'm sure being on the opposing team of you, it you know, I could it could be much worse, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Rob, um, what what are you most like? Part of your game? Which part of your game right now? It's good. Uh, believe it or not, um, it's the short game. Um, you know, two years ago, that would have probably never been the answer. Um, Absolutely not. But um, <laughs> I, I would say if you get me to, or if I get myself to um, a nine iron or lower, um, that's probably, you know, the strong point of my game at this point. Um, I've like, I've scaled back the the T game a little bit. Um, I've left the driver in the bag a lot more um, and just kind of played with either 
um, you know, like a, a hybrid or a four iron off the tee and just kind of put, you know, make sure I'm in good position. Um, you know, just, and of course it depends on where you play. Right. And if you're playing, um, you know, some courses locally, like bluff point doesn't have blue tees. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're, you know, you're kind of stuck to where you play there, but, um, you know, if you have to play a little bit longer yardage, then, you know, I'll pull the driver off the tee, but, um, just a different approach, practice the short, the short game a lot more. And a lot of it, uh, truthfully is, is the putter. Um, I've totally changed my practice approach with the putter. So, um, like, you know, you asked the question a few minutes ago, I have spent time where I've just gone to, um, you know, the practice screen and and hit putts for 30 minutes to 40 minutes, um, you know, and not like not hit like 15 footers, just trying to make random putts, like, you know, start with three footers, make five of them. Um, if you don't make five in a row, start over, um, you know, and then, you know, progressively move back, like, you know, three feet at a time. Um, until you make five in a row consecutively. So, um, you know, little things like that, but short game to, to answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, now in a match play, if you guys, you guys play high school, you play match, right? No, no. Stroke stroke play. Play. Stroke play. Yeah. I didn't play golf in high school. I no, played, baseball. played baseball, baseball. That's yeah. good. I respect that same, but the, uh, <laughs> um, okay. So have you guys played match play tournaments, match plays at all? Other than for Besides the kids, like no. just like playing, like other than up. playing last year. No. Really? No. I the member guest at North Country this this summer that I played in was was match. Was Matt? Okay. Yeah. Rob? I haven't played like in a competitive uh organized event, I would say match play. Um, you know, like the the group that I play golf with, we've done, you know, various match play formats and things like that, but um never in an organized event. I I'm, I'm sure Nick and I have played plenty of match play style one-on-one events but absolutely yeah. <laughs> but the most yeah. it was probably on the line was like two dollars or a soda at the turn yeah soda pop okay <laughs> <laughs> the uh so um i i mean i'm alec played last year but um are you guys excited for match play or would you rather play stroke play or like how would that i don't know i think that you know it all depends on your opponent um it depends on how much you can intimidate your opponent um I think there's different, you know, strategies and there's different, um, you know, tactics to match play and stroke play. Um, you know, I think sometimes stroke, I, I sorry, match play, I think can sometimes favor the higher handicap. Um, and my thinking on that is, uh, those that are higher handicaps tend to have, um, and not everybody, this isn't true for everybody, but I would say the trend would be those that are higher handicaps tend to have one or two really, really bad holes where they might have a nine or a 10, um, where somebody that, you know, is, is a lower number, um, you know, their, you know, their bad hole might be a bogey, um, you know, but those players that have those nines and tens, you know, for their handicap to be where it is, they also make pars, they also make bogeys, you know? So if they're getting a stroke or two on a hole, you know, sometimes you're forced to, you know, to make birdie to win the hole, which, you know, I mean, in the Ryder Cup, you know, usually you need to make birdie to win a hole. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it all depends on um, the opponent and, and the style. But I, I like the concept of match play um, because, you know, with match play, it allows you to be more aggressive. It allows you to approach each hole differently, each shot differently, where if it's stroke play, you know, it's very easy to get conservative knowing that, you know, boy, if I, you know, if I put it in the drink here, you know, I'm, I'm going to cost myself one where, you know, you in match play, you might just be forced to go after something. Yeah. I think, well, I think the biggest thing last year is we had some high handicappers. Cause you gotta think handicap too. If you're say a 30 something handicapped, 
well, in a round of golf, you could you could burn a quad on a hole sure. in the blink of an eye. Where if you make like Nick, a good golfer, makes a bogey, and someone guy just did a quad, Nick wasted a stroke. That guy wasted three of his handicap, but he only got one point. Right. You know what I mean? So for you, like the, the margin of error is so small where they're getting a lot of strokes back because of their stroke average where really all they need is one of those strokes for a match play. Mm-hmm. So they could win a match by having, you know, three burnt hole or three burnt like strokes that are like wasted. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean like Rob said, for the high handicappers, they could have those blow up holes and still only lose one point versus being like three or four strokes behind their opponent and stroke. Correct. Cause so they, the next hole is like a fresh start for them. They could get that point back. Mm-hmm. They just need a, you know, a good hole par force us to make birdie or bogey force us to make a par. I think that's one of the coolest things about match play. Yeah. When you work that into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, well, like Rob just said, like you can be way more aggressive because you can like, Hey, I'm going to like, screw it. I'm down. I got to take a hard shot mm-hmm. and carry this like type, like over the water, do something or, or, you know, pull a driver out where you'd rather take an iron off the tee just to play a little risk reward. But the idea is that you could get the point back then, or you could just like dig yourself a bigger, you know, right. bigger hole. But yep. you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can just, I mean, you'd be hacking away, just pick up the. Cl- I mean, we had matches last year that ended in the fairway, or not matches, but like holes. Sure. Like you're all of a sudden in the fairway, and the person's hitting five, and someone's on the green. But here, just pick it up, go in that hole. <laughs> you, yep. you can concede from the fairway and just right. keep moving. So sure. And the good thing about the tournament is, you don't have to play all nine holes. Like some matches were done in the sixth, seventh, eighth hole last mm-hmm. year, and you just like walk it in. So. It really just kind of depends on when you're done, you're done. And then, so it kind of move, it moves fast because you're, you're never actually playing. I mean, you can play nine, but not many matches got the nine last year. Mm. I'd say most of them were done by about seven, eight. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a good, a uh, good guess. Yeah. You I, said walk it in. We're going to have carts, right? We can drive cart. it in? Yeah, you can drive All right. it in. You can drive it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah we get, well, if so it's the, walking advantage, Nick. So, well, the, the first year we played, uh, we walked it. Did you? Yeah, so it was just me and Matt. And I remember Matt wanted to take a car, and we wanted caddies. So, <laughs> oh, you guys had caddies, for, right? So the first, Meg was your caddy? Meg, Meg was my... Actually, I got a photo up there. She's like in a Augusta National jumpsuit. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so she was the. She did that, and Forrest was um, Matt Craig's caddy. And originally, like, we were going to walk it, and Matt's like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to ride. I'm like, well, dude, we got, people are actually carrying our bags, dude. We can walk. So right. we, we ended up walking, and... Uh, Luckily for Meg, I only had three clubs because I was playing Matt that year. It was three clubs versus full bag. There was no handicap. That was just the that oh, was the that tournament. was the handicap. The handicap yeah. was the three clubs, and uh, so she basically had this like literally four pound bag that she was carrying <laughs> the whole time. Uh, Matt had his full clubs. So Forrest, I think, was carrying his Matt's clubs or pushing them or doing something. But um, yeah, some people were actually putting money on the match to make Matt walk. Like, so he could not take a cart. Like, I will donate, but he's got to walk it. Cause That's like, good. I like that. Because he was trying to take a cart. So, But yes, we will have carts. So you're always going to be paired. You're always going to be riding with somebody on your team. Right. So um, so you always, like, even in the singles, you're still, like, are you guys playing together in the singles? Uh, I'm think... not sure. I just know that I'm playing against Wade. That's okay. all I know. Yeah, I don't know, like, who you're, but like, you, say you guys are riding in the same cart, but you have two individual matches. Yeah, so you're, maybe within your sure. foursome. Within yeah. your foursome, so you're, yeah, right. you're playing. You're riding with your partner within your foursome within the individual match. But, but yeah, but that partner has no bearing on your match. Right, they're right. just like just for logistic purposes. You're in the match. Um, we're not playing each other anymore. That was the only. No. Yeah, that was the only shift up. You're playing a new, new newcomer to the uh, the tournament, Brady Channel. Oh, I know him. There you go. Does he need to be like, like, do I have to work on some intimidation or something like that? Um, Brady just threw up his best round ever today. So his handicap's going to go down. 
<laughs> well, his handicap's staying the same, but eighteen. He's eighteen. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to play really well then. Okay. What are you? What's your handicap? Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of six. Honestly, Nick looks at my handicap more than I do, so, so he do could I. probably I tell check, you. I, I check this. I checked again every day. I haven't. Now that school started back up, I haven't really been able to play. I had you know the two month window in the summertime where I could play you know five days a week, but um, I think I'd be down as a seven. Sounds right. I was okay. six point eight. So it was whatever that, you gave us. Adjusts, I rounded. Yeah, I rounded up. I so whatever. Up. If you had, if you had an index that was point something, I just five point five or above. I rounded up. Gotcha. So. Or down, depending. Um, so the uh, so actually, okay. So Alec, last year, give us your recap of what you thought last year. What you're most excited about this year? Oh, I, I thought the banter for sure. There was more banter last year than I thought there would be, and I definitely didn't think people would take. At, at, towards the end, some people got burnt out, but in the beginning, there I didn't think it was going to go as serious as people took it, and I I thought it was great. Like the more serious people, and the more that people got into it. I thought that was great. And I think the camaraderie too, just, you know, everyone that was, was really into it, all, met a lot of great people on both sides. So, so I think, I think just having more people and just the potential that the tournament has kind of just showing that it's growing. I think that's the coolest thing that I'm looking forward to. Well, you were the first person there last year. Oh yeah. I was excited. You're pumped. Like I, I showed up. He I was there been, on time. He was, if you you were could the first believe one. It, yeah. last year. Wow. Yeah, if you can that's a miracle. It. No Not, kidding. I, actually, I no, should, I I agree with them. I showed that. up. Like, I shouldn't have been. Did there you tell time. them the start was ten o'clock when it was really eleven? That's well, what you have to do. So, well, this is what happened. I was. We got there what around six? No, seven. No, nah, quarter like, of six. It was like six, like before six, like whatever the time. Well, was, no, because I I think I, I was. We'll the, say it was six o'clock. I think I was the first one there, but you rolled in. F- I think second. You were the first player. Like I got, I got there to work on it. I think Meg rolled in about the same time. You were the first person not like running anything to show up, and you were there early before anybody. And all of a sudden, people started like because Barracks never opened the gate, so we're like all of a sudden we had like twenty people like chilling out on the side of the road. <laughs> but we, uh, so we ended up going, and so you were the first person there, very early, very pumped up to play. And I was nervous last year because we went from two people the year before to last year we opened it up to sixteen people, so we went from. 1v1 to now like okay now we're running a tournament with a lot of people and then put more focus last year on like the golf aspect because i wanted to make sure it was actually like a legit tournament because the worst thing you could do is all these guys show up and then the tournament's not well run like mm. it's just the scoring's all disorganized right. i was like nope if we're gonna post a tournament it's gonna be done very like everybody's gonna be able to follow what's going on it's like we have a scoreboard like if people don't know the scoring they're gonna quickly find out the scoring um, all the scorecards were all marked up. Like you couldn't, you know, you knew exactly where you were getting strokes or not getting strokes and who was getting what. Um, but the part that you mentioned, the competitive aspect was what I was hoping we were going to get. Cause if people just showed up and like, didn't care, it takes the wind out of the sails of like having a fun match. I think everybody was in it very quickly. As soon as they started playing and like, okay, agree. you're one down. You're like, Oh wait, I'm losing to somebody. Cause you never play really head to head. Like when you're playing stroke, you're just playing. Like right. You might say, like, oh, I beat the guys I'm playing with, but like I never tee up and be like, I got to beat these guys in the round today. Right. Because you're kind of just playing your own game. No, but, there's, a, there's an added edge for sure. Yeah. Because then you're like, wait, I'm teeing it up against who? So I got to beat this guy. And then it's like, match play is great because it's like, good, he's in the trees. All right. So I got it. Like, I, I can play this shot versus, <laughs> you know, I mean, you start doing that. You don't want to be like a dick about it, but you're like, yeah. You can talk I, smack for sure. You talk you, smack. You, you, you can, can like, do it. Yeah. T ball, T ball, you know in the woods, in the trees, something like that, maybe you're going to pull something just to be safe, you know? Well, at that point, Maybe yeah. you've got a two-shot lead, and, you know, your opponent's in the trees. All right, I'll just hit six iron. I'll be in the middle, and 
well, you know, the holes too, like you're getting strokes on. So it's like, right. okay, I'm getting strokes in this hole. Maybe I can just like play for a bogey mm-hmm. or a par knowing the other guy's got to pull a good shot if I'm, he's giving me a stroke. There's a couple holes like at North Country. Number two is the, the hardest handicap. Like most people, if you play off number two, are hitting a long Number two, I think, is tricky. I mean, that, that crevice is in a spot where I think like either if you hit a good shot, at least for me, if I hit a good three wood or three hybrid, it could potentially get there. Or if a driver, if I hit it good enough, it could go over it. But that's a, that's a common area where the ball would end up for me anyway. So like, I think it's kind of a tricky one. Like last time I played there, I hit a five iron. Like you just hit a five iron out and you have like a seven iron, eight iron in. Yeah. So, I mean, you can hit like some, like a long iron, mid iron and be around Well, that's the been your play lately. I mean, you took, would you take off eight the other day? You took a f- five iron. Yeah. You took a five iron, iron off eight. Made par though. Have any of you guys hit iron off number eight? I'm sure Rob has. Oh yeah. I definitely have not. Rob can that. drive the ball through. Where, where bluff yards. or? Bluff. bluff point. Yes. Into the wind. Um, if my driver is a little bit wayward, I'll hit iron. Just because it's a three-shot hole anyway at that point. If, I, if, if there's no wind, um, you know, or, if wind's, miss, or if wind's at our back, then I'll go. Uh, but into the wind, sometimes, you know, into the wind, if you, know, if, if you hit a, you know, it's a bad word, hit a slice, it can really, you know, be emphasized into the wind, and then, you know, you're in trouble. So, so how many times do you, like, number eight, so we're going bluff. How many times at bluff do you go for the green and two, if you're a <laughs> Um, I want to say I've been <laughs> maybe five times this year, only a handful I've been over. Um, uh, I probably gone for it 10 times this year into it's about a um, 50, 50 percent. I've lost yardage. Um, I like I, it probably, and I would say, um, the first four times I went for it this year in two, I was short every time, maybe the first five times I think you, short you know, of the water, uh, or the green? no, no, no short, not like getting the water, there, not getting over. Yeah. Yep. Um, hit a shot fat or a couple times, you know, I just, I thought I got a shot good you know and it just didn't travel but um i yeah i would say infrequently now um if you would have asked me this question last year i'd say i probably would be going for it into 65 percent of the time and so, years prior to that probably 80 percent. so you're always like within probably like 240 230 240 uh 220 well i won't go for it unless i'm i won't go for it unless i'm 210 or I would say 210. So in. you can get down to about 200. Yeah, right just just because of how those couple of trees have overgrown, really. Yeah. Um, it's a tough shot in. It, it, it is from, you know, tough. from further away, you know. And then, of course, the closer you get to, it kind of narrows up, too, with your layup shot. So you have to kind of be, um, you know, you don't want to miss right with your layup shot. But, yeah, I would say, like, my go zone is, is 210 and in. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm outside of 210, um, I've really got to be playing confident with my, you know, with my higher irons. So, so what's like two ten in? You're probably what five iron? Could you get um, six iron there? Well, well, okay, I'm gonna just interrupt real quick. <laughs> A story about Rob. Before Rob like harnessed his power, I remember playing at him, with him at Bluff. He had he had Cobra irons at the time. I think you have bafflers, you, XL bafflers. Yeah, you had. The, yep. He he's probably two hundred. I just found the receipt for that the other day. <laughs> he was probably two hundred ten. He probably had two ten in on eighteen. He was on the top of the hill with his drive. He do dude put an eight iron over the green on the fly, on eighteen. That's a two hundred and ten yard eight iron. That that's that that that's just not that that's got your downright hand, got your obscene. Hands in front of the ball on that one. So I, I really pressed my hands. I was gonna, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I mean I've seen Rob hit. He can hit the ball a mile, and I, and Nick and I have both seen it. I think the eighth hole, um, I think the eighth hole plays a little bit shorter because it's downhill there. Um, so I always play it about a club shorter. Um, but if I have 
if I have 210 now, I'm probably considering six iron, but I'd probably hit seven iron. So like I, I've I've kind of scaled back my different kind of game. Scaled I, back. I, well, I have. Quote, I mean, unquote. Alec gave you the example. I mean, I used to just you know take a club and totally like you know deloft it. Yeah. And you know turn Smash an eight into a six. Um, you know, but it's a little bit easier to play when you play with the right loft of your club. <laughs> well, I think especially something I've factored in the last couple of years, like it's just the distance, like idea of like number eight. How, how often do you go for it? Uh, not very often. I have to be within 200 usually on my drive to try to go for it. Um, sure. About two ten, two twenty. Two. I'd say about two, two ten, two fifteen, two ten, somewhere in there. If I have a good lie out of the rough, I'll go for it too. Yeah, but depends how depends. my round's going as well. I mean, if I'm if I'm not swinging well, if I'm I even won't. par or you know one over or two over at that point, and I'm two ten out or two hundred out, I'm laying up every time. But if like I I need to do something miraculous to save a good nine, then I'll try to go. Again, there's the concept of match play versus stroke play where match play, if you need to go, you're not hesitating. Stroke play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Make a good swing. But like on a number eight, the way I've played it is that the best round I played this year is five iron out, which puts me right about the top of the hill Mm -hmm. to like a nine iron, maybe an eight iron down to like a wedge. It's because I I never will for it in two. Like even if I smash a drive perfect at best, I'm probably down to like, 215 at best so then it's like even at that point i'm taking like a hybrid and trying to fly it over which right. small like then you gotta hit a career shot at that point that's tough. the reality of a lot of the par fives though at bluff i mean with the exception of maybe number four number four you still need to get the ball down there some ways off the tee yep. you know but like number 12 that's a three shot hole yep um yeah. you know uh 17. 17 17 you can because 17 like the landing zone is really hard Depends if you hit a, if you hit a good you job be, i think you gotta aggress- be aggressive if you hit a good job too. but there's also a lot less risk involved on 17 as far as your approach shot in like you look you know the approach shot on number eight you've got the pond on number 12 you've got the the reeds and the cattails over on the right that can you know just swallow up your ball and on number four like you're not rolling a ball you gotta up. carry it the whole it's way. all carry 17 you can essentially roll a ball up there yep. so i think 17 probably is the easiest to be aggressive for going it at it into but um i you know a lot of those holes i think in you know, 17 i'm always grabbing driver now because of the bailout you have to the right yeah you can miss it way right but on number 12 I don't think I've hit driver on number 12 in probably a month just because for me, it's a three shot hole position, position approach. Number 12. I haven't hit a driver all year. I hit three wood. You hit your iron. That like, I I hit my driving driving iron. iron I hit the two iron. I just cut it right out. It always goes out with a slight cut right in front of the right bunker. Well, there's a lot more room. There's a lot more room to miss on the right. Well, that's it. It's like, I don't, I, I, at first thought anyway. Yeah. Hmm. And I used to hit the three wood down there, which would get me right in front of the bunker on the left but same thing you're still laying you're still taking a mid iron and laying up because i'm not at that point you're 280 out like right. i'm not going for the green yeah. so you lay that up to like 100 yards and then you take a wedge in so most of bluff even 17 i've taken i've taken like hybrids off of 17 if i want to just turn it into a three shot hole like hybrid like six iron wedge is how you can play 17 at least in my game i mean sure but you guys i mean you hit it farther you both hit it farther than i do i don't Nick just hits Nick, up the center, so he's hitting further than I do. Nick's got length. Nick, Nick, I, Nick, Nick keeps up sure. with me now. Yeah, off yeah, the tee. When yeah. I played with you, you had some. It's really it's good drugs. it's. I'd say if if I had to guess, like I'd say Rob would have it for the most part. I'd say Nick's pretty pretty dead even. 
Getting like, up there? if not more. Rob's than fade me. is my draw off the tee. We yeah, figured okay. that out at a scramble tournament. Rob's Here, fade so. is Nick's. I, I'm sure Nick reminded me several times that he was keeping up with me. <laughs> well, you said you said we got we the, we were dead even in the well, middle I to, of the fairway. I, I told you up. though. I mean, yeah. I I've traded distance, you know, mm-hmm. for accuracy, and and you still have prodigious you know, distance. I mean, if you can get the ball out there, then you should. I, that would be my recommendation for anybody. If you know, if you can scale back a little bit of distance for um, position, go for it. It'll it'll make your score drop very fast. I mean, last summer, you know, my handicap went from, um, you know, I think I came in the year before my handicap was an eleven or twelve, and when I was really playing every day last year, it got down to three point eight. Um, you know, and that was just kind of not really changing my swing a whole lot, but just. Um, you know, not trying to kill the ball every time. Just you know? smarter playing. Just smarter playing. Yeah, pos- you know, positionally, um, and and just mentally being a, a better golfer too. So how how would you guys play? You played North Country before. Yeah. So how would you play? Like former member, right? I was a member there when it was a yeah. hundred dollar green. Like this, the the junior membership. Was I got. The cheapest I, in the I world. did use the junior membership, but uh, I play with I would play with like the Munson Group, and they were up. They were members up there for a long time. Um, but now just, you know, with where everybody lives, it's so much easier for them to be members at bluff. So I've just, I followed him there, but, um, I played a lot up at North country. What hole were you going to go to? So like, let's say like number two, um, let's say number four, let's say number five and let's go with like number eight on the front. Most of the other ones are pretty straightforward. Like one, you can only play it one way, mm-hmm. three, Six, you can only play it one way. Seven, you really can only play it one way. Um, nine, you can really only play it one way. You know, I mean, in the sense that you can't like, dr- like two, you can try to drive the ditch. You can play out left. Yep. Number four, you can try to cut over the trees. You can play out safe. Number five, number five, too. How if you want to be super, cut it? If you want to be super aggressive on five, you could try to go for it. That's like overly. Chamber scramble. I took a three wood out and put it like pin high in the left. I cut it over the hedges, which is you can if you have the opening. And obviously, again, in scramble when you got a guy safe. It's yeah, right. Easy exactly. To go for it. it's, yeah. yeah, it's easy to There's have. There's no courage. risk. There's no risk. Yeah. Um, but like in a match, I never would do that. I'd always just take a mid iron and just pop it out on the fairway. So how would you guys play like those kind of holes? Uh, I mean, number number two, I I tend to pull driver on number two and try to get it over. Um, and usually, I try to hit a draw. And if I miss left, it sometimes stays short, but I learned... You're used to that. Well, yeah. I learned in the member guest tournament that um, it's not probably not the smartest thing, Uh, so I don't know. I'll probably go iron or or rescue club (laughs) off off of number two. Number four, I just aim left of that big tree, and if I miss it right, whatever, uh, I, I usually don't hook the ball, so... And if I hit it straight, I have a 150-yard shot into a par five. So, so you, would t- you always take a driver there? Yeah. Driver right at the water tower. So I got to do. Pretty much, yep. yeah. What about five? Five mid-iron, six, seven So you iron. just play it out? Yeah. And then yeah. number eight, par five. You usually, go it in two? Do you usually go- driver, if if I'm inside 210, usually I'll try to go for it. Because number eight, there's not a whole lot of trouble to the right on that hole mm-hmm. unless you like miss it way short. Um, but if you're, you know, green side or whatever, uh, or pin high on eight, there's not a whole trouble, a whole lot of trouble, right? So I'll, the trouble's I'll usually, what? like 75 yards out on number eight, right? That's where those two yeah, pots are. Like, hundred. Yeah, like yeah. short, right. And, and there's, um, like a, there's pop, you're right. About 75 to a hundred. There's a pot bunker. Was he pop bunker? There's a fairly deep bunker front left. 
Yeah. The best miss is actually just past the bunker on the left, if you can carry it, just because it's flat. Because if you're on the right, the green slopes back right. towards the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but yeah, I get what you're saying. There's no, there's no like nothing crazy that's going to stop you from getting it. It's just like your putt might run out a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's like we were talking about way earlier the difference in the par fives between Bluff and North Country. The North Country they might not be that much shorter than Bluff's par fives, but the trouble around the greens or you know the approach shots that you're looking at. Just the visuals, everything is a lot is a lot easier, I think, at North Country than. Oh, absolutely, above, yeah. So. I can say that there's really not a lot of intimidating par fours. The number four at North Country, that par five is the easiest par five yeah. around. You can definitely screw up on it, but it's pretty pretty easy. Harmony's first hole might have it beat, but yeah, you're right. Harmony's first, yeah. or or Barracks. I don't know. You Barracks need to hit a good tee shot there, though. I would say Barracks it's, it's pretty narrow. Ba- yeah. Number eight at Barracks. Number eight. At is Barracks. that what you were going to say? Here. I. I yeah, the thing, is, the, thing is, the thing is though, like with one at Harmony, I think you can you can run the ball a mile there too. The fairways are hard. There, I would I say one at Harmony is. It's just it's tough to thing, land it, but if you land in the right spot, it'll the, go. The barracks, it's so wide open that you can just hit long. You can hit the driver and swing at your shoes because it's gonna be ninety yeah. percent of the time it's gonna be safe. Yeah, true. And then you're hitting true. at worst probably a long iron into the green, which runs up to the green. Yep. I don't know one at Harmony. I haven't played Harmony in a couple of years, but that yeah, that's easy. How long is that hole? Number one. Not very. Like four sixty. If, if I hit a, if I hit a good drive down the middle, like I bet eight you, iron. I bet you the card says. Short? I bet you the card says it's a little bit longer than it is. But I mean, you're at an elevated tee hitting down, so that shortens right. it up too. You know sure. that. I mean that you're carrying more distance that way. Yeah. Yeah. Rob and I played. They do. Uh, they're actually starting them back up right now. This time of year in September, uh, those like, like mini tournaments, two man mini tournament scramble tournaments, and Rob and I did those last couple of years with each other. And I think we if, were kicked out this year. If he, <laughs> if he hits a good one, or if I hit a good one, we were always like eight iron, or for him, like pitching wedge into a par five. So that's crazy. That's how short that hole is, or can be. I, I kind of that used to be a par four, I think, back in the day when it was the poor Kent. Kent. Yes, because yeah. the first hole was a short, like ninety yard par yeah. three. Par three. Yeah. yeah. Which the green was like where the tee box is now. It was tucked on the left. Yeah. Yeah. And if you miss long and right, you were down that ravine. That's what I, that was my first golf I ever played. I was like 10 years old. I went to Port Kent. That was my first round of golf. Port Kent. They used to have the mounds in the center of the green, yes. the center of the thing. It was, yeah, you put yeah. money in an envelope. It was like the honor system. They never had a pro shop. You just like walk up, put money in and go play. Yep. Like there was no front, there was no guy like checking. It was all honor system. Like right. You went and played, just throw money in the, like, hey, it's twenty bucks for a round. Put a twenty dollar bill in, and or was didn't nine they holes, only but, have nine? Yeah, it was nine. So it was probably less than nine. It might have been ten bucks. The last then. hole was the one that it was the par three that goes up to the clubhouse. Yeah, that was number nine. Is that number at the time? Six or seven? might be six, six now. Yeah, six. Yeah, par three that finishes uphill. Yeah, because they added what they have fourteen now, so they had extra five. Yeah, and they cut um, uh, what they cut some out in the middle too, didn't they? No, they just redesigned the they redesigned uh, the way that you maneuver throughout the course. Yeah, because like that short par three with the water tower was there before, I believe. Um, but I think they've just reconfigured the way you you know navigate through the course. Yeah, because like you said, I think that short par th- oh well, it's not really a short par three; it's a mid par three up into towards the clubhouse. That was number nine, and it's yep. now six. So, uh, so Alec, how would you play those holes? Too spotty for me. I'll usually take driver if i feel like if, if i feel like i'm swinging pretty well even though it's tough to say after for the first hole mm-hmm. I'll, I'll usually take driver but it's spotty because i could either land it there or 
If I if I miss with driver, I'm definitely I'd say my miss is I'm gonna hook it. So I know you can miss to the left. I just have a ways away. Uh, if I stay short, I'll go for it. If I have downwind, I'll definitely rip driver. Four, I can hook the ball. I definitely feel comfortable hooking the ball or like hitting a draw. So I'll usually try to be pretty aggressive and draw around the tree. I hit a pretty good one in um, the chamber tournament. Um, and sometimes if I get it up there enough, especially with the wind, you can have, you know, seven iron in. Mm-hmm. Five, I'd say the mid iron. Um, unless the tees are straight away, then I'll try to go for it. But if the tees are down um, low, then I would definitely say a mid iron. I I, I've tried to like really be overly aggressive with a hook. Like and when it, that yeah. happens, I just... I top it and it goes maybe 20 yards. So it doesn't work out too well. And then what was the last one? Eight. Um, I normally miss to the right there, believe it or not. Uh, I usually tend to flare a driver there. But if I hit it good, uh, I'll go for it. Because like Nick said, there's a lot of room to miss to the right. And I think if if I'm going to go for it with like a hybrid, believe it or not, I will hook it off the tee and all that. But I think if I'm going to go for it with like a long iron or a hybrid, I'd more miss to the right by a push by pushing it. Than I would by hooking it. Yeah, I think I think eight's one. If you can, if you have the distance, you should go on it in two. Because taking the water to play, it's hundred yards out. So you're gonna, yeah, you, you gotta like if you smash any kind of. Long, and you gotta be you gotta be really left to be in that water too. Yeah, like if you hit a long iron hybrid or not iron, I guess hybrid or, or driver into that hole, you clear everything. Minus yeah, even like, if you you're fifty you yards short, you're not in trouble. You're pitching up. Yeah, 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 yeah. you'd be thirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, Rob, what about you on all those? Um, everything, everything you know is based on. Um, opponent position too right so um you know i would say uh, i i would have to you know answer this question based on if i had honors um i think i'm pulling driver on number two all the time um even if it's into the wind if we're into the wind then i'll just aim well left and play a fade just to you know to cut out some distance to not be in the little pond um but i think i'm going for two four i'll aim a little bit more aggressively left um, and allow the ball to just fade back. If you're in the left rough, no big deal as long as you're not behind one of those little trees on the left side. But um, aggressive line on four. On five, um, hook's not really in my... I I wouldn't say it's in my arsenal. So I'd probably play like a nine or eight iron out to just in the fairway to give myself maybe 100 yards in. and then number eight, I think, you know, unless there's like a major left-right wind, I think you're hitting driver there and trying to get home in two, or yeah. at least get yourself up to there in two. Um, you know, and like you said, missing on the left side on that hole, I've always found is more of a um, advantageous opportunity at birdie versus missing on the right side and then, you know, having to deal with the slope. And uh, if you do miss right, you really have to get a ball up in the air to, to you know, to try to get it to slow down, to not run off into the fringe or... Um, you know, just into the rough on the other side. So driver, driver, position play, driver with an asterisk, depending on the wind. So Nick, back to you. So go uh, back nine, try 13. I would say 13 and maybe 17. It's the only ones that you could really play for. 13, the first. Par five. Yeah, I'm dog leg left. Like, like you got to think ten. Ten, it's all positioning because you're just putting it down there. Probably yeah. a long iron hybrid, yeah. three wood, something like that. And then number eleven, there's nothing there. I mean, that's super easy. It's, it's straight away as long as you just keep your drive somewhat straight. Yeah, that approach shot into that green can be tricky. 
Even if it's 11? only like a yeah, even I feel like sometimes you're better off to just hit your putter and let it roll. Well, yeah, <laughs> because closer. It, it's yeah, hard. It is. You just pitch it, let it bounce. It's it hard is to a hold tough that approach. Green, and if the pin's in the front, you got to land it. A lot, like a lot of holes at North Country, unless they're an elevated green, you if they're a flat green and the pin's in the front, you got to land it well short. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how the course is playing that day, usually. But if it's if it's firm, you got to land your approach out. Sometimes well short, eleven, so. it was soggy right in front of the green. The yeah. green's firm, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes that grass is kind of a little lull right there. So I find sometimes you try to pitch it up, it just sits, and like then you pitch. I mean, then you can pitch up, but it's yeah. But then thirteen, that par five that goes left. I like, would you be aggressive and try to hook it around? Or do you just play positioning out to the right of the tree? In the member guest this year, I've I tried to hook it around the tree. Um, one time I hooked it around, and it was it was pretty good. I had I still laid up before the ditch on that shot, and usually if I try to draw or hook the ball. Um, and I don't do that. Usually it's a pretty straight, straight ball. I, mm-hmm. I rarely miss it. Right. If I really try to exaggerate the hook. Um, and that puts me right before the, the woods almost. So what are you hitting off that driver driver? Yeah. Okay. And then it's really not, I mean, 14 straightforward 15. I'm guessing all you guys are hitting driver over that ditch. Yeah. You two definitely are. Well, you said you're long guy, so you must be He's, fine. he's yeah, as long as, as as me, if not longer. I okay, would then I would, you guys are all going yeah. over the ditch. And then 16, would you just play it out? Would you try to hook it around? 16, I usually just hit like a five or a six iron. Just out and play. Try to draw it, cut off the approach. Hook's not my bread and butter. But That's so probably always a position just, play. You, yeah. you would just put pitch If I'm in a out. scramble, I'll, you know, I'll try and like, yeah. you know, do um, an aggressive hook. But, I, but 16 is a lot like five. Kind very of the similar. way it sets yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. How you approach it's the a, hole. The only difference is you can try driver if you don't hook it and you go long, or if you want to try to hook three wood, whatever your you know choice of club is. If you miss long, there's room to miss long. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not hitting no in, you're not hitting into the uh, yep. red shed that's over there. Yeah, that so building. The garage, or, or yeah. The can you can you get high enough to cut the corner on 16? I've never you know, actually tried. The only tried, reason I say this is when I was a kid, Bart uh, Van Leuven who was up there religiously at least every time i've ever watched him play would would tee it up like tee the ball a little higher and just put this big like high draw high hook whatever you want to call it and he would smash it over the trees and it would always land up around those bunkers the big difference between bart's game and my game bart's very good yeah <laughs> yeah bart, bart is very good yeah. so but he he's Me, the only so guy much. i know that like that was his play would he just get up and he'd almost like lean back and just hit this like massive hook up over the tree and he was he typically when i like he was down by that front left bunker, that green side bunker. So he was just going up and he was pitching onto the green. At that point, he's just a little carry, you know. Mm. So um, about seventeen. Driver, driver, do you, driver, driver, driver. Would you go out in two? I depending on live, a decent shot. I mean, driver? I would, I would take my second swing, go at the green. I don't know if yeah. I necessarily hit the green, but I because that one's for, a little go tight too. As far as like, I don't. I'd send it up there. You I'm, always lay up. Usually, I, sometimes I'll hit a rescue club, like. And try to get lucky, but I think the best play is just to hit it long into that flat spot right before the far bunkers. Left. Or you're saying on the approach? On the approach, yeah, far left. You just got to hit it left of that bunker, and then you're clear sailing. Like you, if you just hit left of the bunker with a little fade, you're like perfect. But if you go down and play short of those bunkers, it's tough to go up on that green in two because you have two bunkers. The green's not that big, and then it slopes down behind. Yeah. So it's kind of like a like unless you hit it, there's really not a good leave on that hole unless you got close around. Because if you hit it, you're probably not going to hold it because yeah. you can't really hold the greens. Yeah, it's a difficult shot where I think if you just take like a long iron and just kind of run it up 
short of those bunkers, and then you have like a twenty yard pitch shot. See, I don't mind. I don't mind a greenside bunker shot. I actually would prefer that versus a greenside shot from the rough. So you would probably try to run it up, and then I'd, just... pre- I, I'd prefer to be in the bunker greenside than I would be in the rough. Okay. Um, so I, I think to answer the question, I would rather have a greenside bunker shot than a fifty-yard pitch shot into the green. Only because I mean, it's a lot easier to, you know, to to check a ball up out of the trap, you know, and, and put something close. I think at least. I yeah. Mean, I mean, if you get yeah, the, no, most well, times, lot, most times I agree. Yeah, a lot of pros aim for greens. Like if the whole, like I remember like some majors, pros would rather hit in the green. Because it can check it out versus in the greenside rough when they're like hacking yeah, and yeah. Like, rolling out. Yeah, bunker. Yeah, bunker. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of pros would, like that would be their goal. It's like to hit into hit into a bunker where you have a good lie and just spin it because those guys can, like they can check anything out of a bunker. And yes. you got to keep in mind too. I mean, they're hitting out of sand. We're hitting out of clay. Yeah. I, well, so I didn't put down. For I the, like the sand at North Country. Yeah. So I didn't. Put, I don't, I don't nice. know how it is at North there's Country. Nice. I'm saying yeah, that, like, there, there's this nice. Um, I didn't put down rake. Like I know you can play like rake. Um, Rake in place. Rake in place. Because I've done that at, at Bluff. If they have like it rained and you get that clay. Yeah. Like, to me, I don't think that's bad to just rake it and put it actually into sand. North Country, the sand is usually pretty good. So when we've gone up there, we haven't really raked in place. We've just played yeah. it as it is. So I don't think we'll have to unless it, like maybe if there's a lot of rain like the night before and it's like the bunkers are just kind of like that wet, wet sand, then it might enact that where you can just yeah. rake it, place the ball back down, and then just hit out of it. I think out of the bunker, like – you're hitting in the one was just clay it's like i know it's a penalty but there's also the idea of you like you've done okay hitting out of clay like that wet wet sand there's like i've had a couple good shots but it's it's definitely hit or miss i have a tendency to where if i'm not if i don't go at it hard enough i it's the 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 bounce of the club's just gonna it's just gonna bounce right off and i'm gonna blade it nine times out of so i've done that i remember one time at bluff i hit it perfect it shot out over like definitely was like bladed into it hit in the rough and kind of cut, you could see it kind of spin back in the rough, hopped in and spun. So I, I re I raked it, put the ball back down and hit it. Like it was a good shot a few feet from the hole, but it went and it checked up, but it came out like it was supposed to. And I took the same exact swing. It's just like literally the ground. You couldn't go into the ground cause it was just clay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The consistency of the bunkers when they're like that is hard. It's yeah. So how hard you got to swing. And I mean, we didn't change anything in regards to that just cause I think it's one less thing that like for people to do is just play it. As a normal bunker shot, yeah. I don't typically North Country has decent green or de- decent bunkers. They do, yeah. yeah. So I don't think we're gonna have any issue there. Um, anybody uh, nervous about any of their matches? Who they're playing? No, no. Nobody I, wants to admit it. No, I. I don't I, know much about my opponent. I mean, I, I, I know. Who I know. Do you, who do you have? Russell. I, Russell Merrill. I know Russell from like, like vaguely, like in passing from a, a while ago. But yeah, I've never, never played, played golf with him. I don't know how he plays. So he's fifteen. We'll see. Rumor 15. We'll see what's good. 15? I, I don't oh, know. You're, I, you're seven. I have pl- eight. Eight and five. Yeah. The good news is we'll be getting some. We'll get strokes from you guys in that. that that's the, uh, is yeah, that foursome or four ball. ball? Four ball, I think. Four ball? Yeah. So you guys play the first match. Who's in the first match with you? I have Russ, Russ. Merrill. And then. Oh, oh, that's the first one? Yeah. Yo, you guys are the first group out that yep. day, yeah. too. Yeah, yep. so you guys actually are the first match. Yeah. And then um, alternate shot, I have Wade with me. And I think you're you're in that match, right? I am. I don't remember. We, we were talking about this earlier. Were. I don't remember who so my wait, what, what's is. Wade was an 18, you're 7. Yeah. 25. I think you're with Roberts. Adam Robert. Yeah. 
So I, so I was telling him, that's the match. You guys are both, because the way uh, alternate shot works, you add up the score or yep. add up the total and divide it by two. Mm-hmm. The difference in the total divided right. by two. So you guys actually both end up being 25s. So there's no difference. Great. So it's actually a straight up match. It's the only one that has, nobody's getting or giving you, strokes. There's less to worry about in that case. Then. Yeah, so You're just, just playing nine holes. Just straight up. Exactly, yeah. Um, so that would be good. The first one, though, you're playing with Russell. So you're playing as a scratch. You're getting two strokes from him. You're getting three strokes from him, even though you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Russell is getting fifth, uh, ten. So Russell's actually getting nine because the 90% rule. So, because you still get strokes from your partner in that. So you're going to actually, the two hardest, what would I say? You're getting three? Three. three so. so actually you're getting a stroke on number two and a stroke on number eight. And All right. Is it full though? Because it's a nine hole match. So is it is it full handicap or is it, are you we do full, dividing it by two? We do full handicap based on the, on the actual handicaps holes. Gotcha. So, so in other words, Nick is a three for 18 holes. Right? Is it three well, or five? No, you're five, five in the tournament. Five, five, five for eighteen. So is he a two and a half then for nine? I just I did it straight up. So gotcha. I did. He's playing. He's giving you two strokes over eighteen. And it, you'd get those two strokes on the holes per the handicap. One and two, which ends up at North Country being hole two and hole thirteen. Gotcha. So you would get only one stroke in that match in the four ball. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So you get the one. You would get you would get two because, or. Three because the third hardest hole is also on the front. Had it been on the back, you would have only gotten one. So that was just luck of the draw. Makes so a sense. lot of the odd one, and then so um, Russell gets like what did I say nine? So I think like the first hole was what not number nine was the first hole yeah. ranked. So yeah. he'd get so like he'll get hole. he'll get what five on the front, five or four, right? Uh, depending on how it shakes out. But sure. I forgot like if you look at it, he's going to get one through nine. So wherever one through nine is on the course, but you'd be playing on the front nine. So hole number one, what is that? The ninth or tenth? Hole number one is nine. So he would get a stroke on nine. Yeah. Nine, one. So he'd get, obviously, a stroke on two. Um, he'd get five. He'd get a stroke eight, on nine. one, two, seventy-nine. Yeah. yeah. Is, the, is the foursomes, is that on the back? Foursomes is on the back. And then um, singles is singles back to the front? Singles is supposed to be the front. We're going to petition to try to get it on the back. Gotcha. We're going to see how the, because I would rather finish on the 18th hole. Sure. Makes sense. So that's the only difference. I have cards made out for both sides. Cards are all done. So basically, if we can swing it to play the back nine for the yeah, singles, I cool. prefer to do People that. sitting, hanging out on the porch. That's that's a really nice finishing hole. Probably the nicest finishing hole for spectators, right? Yeah. In, in our area. Depends on who's hitting into the green, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> But but I think at that one dodgeball's fun too. If we can have everybody up there, especially as more groups start coming in, depending on the score, yeah, it could end up being the last couple of groups are just getting chirped by everybody on the because everybody's <laughs> just kind of great. waiting for the yeah, end. The so you're thing. seeing people come towards you. Because yeah. last year we ended on number nine, and like unless you were there, like you couldn't. It's tough because you kind of finished and walk back to the car. Like this, everybody's right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I think that's going to be kind of the cool thing. The uh, so the singles now you're playing Brady, you're playing Russell, and you're playing who'd you say Wade, Wade. That's yeah. good though. You guys all like know each other for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We tried to do that a little bit too. We were trying to like put some guys together that actually knew each other, so they're not just completely by themselves. But um, so when did you guys start playing golf? I didn't start. Well, I had I had clubs and I'd go and hit at the driving range when I was you know younger. What about Fox Hill? Um, th- there's a good story there. Um, <laughs> so Nick and I used to go to Fox Hill and just you know with pitching wedges, I think, and we used to hit yeah. pitching wedge and. There was one day, I think, Nick 
I'm lucky like, to. What age were we at at this point? Maybe 12, 12, 13, maybe. I'm lucky to still be here talking. Um, you know, because I, I very well, uh, you know, could not have seen my, you know, uh, high school years because Nick went to just like, I don't know if he was just trying to chip a ball up the hill or if he was trying to chip one over my head. He just thins one and he wasn't very good then. Yeah, um, we were he, hacking away. He just thins one and it goes zipping by my head. And like, I just gave him this look like, oh my God, that, that could have killed me. <laughs> and he had the same look on his face, but so we would mess around with, with clubs then, but then Nick, Nick was a good baseball player, but then, um, he ended up switching over to golf, uh, for high school. And that's when we kind of, um, parted ways with our, uh, aggression, um, in sport, maybe a little bit, but, um, yeah. like he, you know, he, we, you know, he's a Yankee fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. So we always had that, you know, baseball rivalry. Um, but then, you know, as, as far as that goes, we, you know, we switched. So I was playing baseball throughout high school. I had clubs, I'd go hit balls at the driving range occasionally. Um, but I didn't really start golfing until I was probably a senior end of my senior year in high school, the summer between my senior year of high school and my yeah. first year at Plattsburgh state. Cause that's when we played in a lot of scramble tournaments right. was that summer. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't been, you know, I've probably been golfing. You know, I mean, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count the driving range as golfing. I've probably been golfing on the golf course for eight years. Okay, Nick, nine. What about you? Um, I started freshman year of high school. So, like Rob said, I played baseball for the school um, in middle school up until ninth grade. Got talked into playing golf. Got hooked. Absolutely loved it. Um, played for PHS for four years and been playing ever since. So closer to like twelve. So you just got like that was the first time you ever kind of like really yeah got clubs um, actually committed to a friend a friend of mine uh, Keenan Huntstone his father uh, we were over in Vermont for something um, they had a family trip and I just went with them and his father went out and got me a used driver seven iron wedge and a putter and when we got back uh, to Plattsburgh uh, like the next day he took us to Port Kent and we played i'd probably hit one good shot out of the nine holes that's all you need. and that was all that was all you need like everyone says um, <laughs> that keeps you coming and back sinker, baby. yeah and, one that, and that was that was the i think that was the summer in between eighth and ninth grade so i was really really thinking about it at that point um switching over and yeah it was a tough decision but yeah that's when i switched what about you uh so i started like like swinging and hitting balls when I was like three. My my grandfather used to take me out, and I used to go out with him when I was younger. Is I he still like, playing? Yeah. Oh, he phenomenal. Put it, he put it away for Doc. this year, but yeah, he's still out there. Doc. I just hope to be alive at his age. Yeah, just just turned eighty seven. He is in phenomenal. Just turned eighty seven. Phenomenal. Yeah. Ridiculous shape, shape for condition. that age. Yeah. He. I think it's. I think he contributes it to his like. He does these like stretches every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I used to go to Willie King's camp, um, and. Kind of circling back to baseball, it's actually how I got to like know both of them through baseball because um, we all played little league together and they were both studs. And then, and then, so I didn't play baseball for the school. I actually ran track in middle school, and Nick uh, talked me into playing freshman year, uh, and it kind of just went off from there. I didn't play in matches till senior year, but I started to. That's when I started to play like on the team. And it all changed for me. I remember watching the 2012 Masters. I was in North Carolina, and my uncle used to be a pro. And I remember watching. Um, was I remember when Adam Louis, Scott. It Bubba? was no, it was when Bubba won. Yeah. Okay. And I remember Louis Oosthuizen hit his hit a hit a he made a double eagle. He hit a four iron. Oh yeah. And I just two? watched this putt that just trickled in, and yeah. I thought it was the sickest thing. And it, I just was like enamored by the tournament. I remember watching these guys just 
remember watching Keegan Bradley make a birdie putt and just like, oh man. I knew for certain that Alex started golf at a young age because his baseball swing exactly. was golf. Exactly. Yeah, I tr- yeah, no, I could they not. Like, uh, the, so, if so the Rob, ball was down in the zone, he had a chance to crush it. But if the ball was up by the letters, there wasn't he a was chance. He was missing no, it by a hundred percent. That that there they both of them tried multiple times, as did so many other people, to get me to swing a baseball bat level, and I just could not do it. I, I could not do it. It was just instinctually drop the left shoulder, drop it just no matter what. It couldn't it couldn't be done. It, it couldn't be done. And so I, I'm happy I made the switch. Thanks to Nick for talking me into it. Did you guys when you started out have the baseball grip? On the golf club? Nick still does. Yes. Do you? Still do. Ten finger grip. Yep. Really? I don't interlock or overlap. I can't do it. Really? Can't you didn't know it. that? Yeah. No. Yeah, he still does. What do you guys do? I, I overlap. Interlocking hurts my fingers. I, I interlock now. I started baseball grip, and then Josh McMillan quickly got me out of that. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. all right, if you're going to start playing golf, you need to learn how to grip the club. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, wow, so you guys he, all three use different grips. He got me into that yeah. quickly, and uh, oh, I can't get away from it. I had an instructor. So in the summers uh, between uh, school years, I went to a camp uh, at Bluff Point, the junior golf camp. Uh-huh. And there was an instructor there who, it wasn't my high school coach, it was a different guy. He would come over to me every single day and try to change my grip. And while he was standing in front of me, I would change my grip. As soon as he walked away, it went back. And I, I just couldn't do it. If I interlock, I lose a ton of distance. And if I overlap, I have no idea where it's going. So that's crazy. So do you find that that, do you have, do you, do you, do you have a miss? Like if you go for the baseball grip, does that eliminate a miss for you? I mean, not. Yeah. He's a three handicap. He doesn't. (laughs) Because you're one of the, when I, I played one round with you and you're one of the straightest hitters I've ever seen. It's been that way. Well, it's it's been that way since we were freshmen. It's just like irons are straight, drivers straight, woods are straight. Like when you got up, I'm like the only way he's missing is a bad hop or he hits it longer, short. He's tough to play against. Like because, everything is yeah. just straight, and I was like, "This guy's he's tough to play missing. against because of that." He's infrequently in trouble. Uh, the way to beat him is his his short game needs to be bad. He needs to, yeah. you know, he needs to. Three he putts putt a few great. Greens. He putts great overall. If he's not putting well, that's that's like your biggest win. Now that he's say. got now that he's got a little more length, especially from you know some of the customization that he's gotten with his driver. Uh, uh, I mean, I what you cut so. your driver down, yeah. Um, so his driver's shorter now, so it can fit his height. Um, and I mean, it looks like still, it's, it's yeah, like, but you well, still choke down on it and yeah. it could be, it's, 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 closed, at, it's closed at address, right? Like you have, it yeah. looks like it's pretty closed when it's like at address, but I mean, oh, you, yeah, it's squared, squared yeah. right away. Yeah. Well, when I smashes like, my it. initial thought, when I see you line up to a ball is that your face is like turned down. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like my my Mine. driver is set up to hit like a massive slice based on watching his. Like yeah. I, I I'm waiting for him, like you know the baseball player that fouls the uh, down and in pitch off of the left ankle. Like I'm waiting for Nick one of these days with the way his yeah. club is set to foul the ball off his left ankle. But he, like you said, it's it's straight down it's the money. Yeah, every I mean, time. Going back to the grip, I just found that transitioning from like driver to my irons to my wedges, the baseball grip was was just the easiest to do it with. Like I've, I've tried interlocking and overlapping with my driver at the driving range. And believe it or not, that was the easiest club to do it with. But when I got down to my wedges and you know, my shorter and longer irons, it was just, I have no idea. Like I, I don't know where it's going. I can't be as precise. I don't think I ever knew that about like, and you overlap. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that either. Yeah. I, I, I used to interlock like in high school, 
but it, it really started to hurt my fingers. It hurts. It, it does. <laughs> it does. It, like it, it just come on. Just a bad. No, no, it does. It, it's a thing. Dude, it's it's a bad feeling. Another thing too is you can, if you think of it too, if you did the interlock, you got eight fingers on the club. Overlap, you got nine, and baseball, you got ten. And that's kind of like just fun fact about it, which is uh, I guess having for those that fingers, can't count. For those that can't count, yeah. But I guess like some people because I used to like read about different pros who had different grips. Like fun fact, uh, guy who won the Masters in 1959. Art Wall, uh, he had a ten finger grip. He also has the, I think, the world record for hole in ones. He has like forty five, something like that. But oh. point being, a lot of golfers would would pick their grip based on how they felt the release of the club, and having more fingers on it or not, I guess, is an, is something that played a part in it. So but for a, me, overlap was the most comfortable. So when I was a kid, it was baseball grip. I started when I was ten. Baseball grip to like probably like eleven, twelve years old, and then I was like, I gotta like learn how to swing a golf mm-hmm. club. So I cha- I forced myself to change. I went interlocking because when I held it with overlapping, I couldn't hold on to the club because the clubs like they're, when you're a kid, they're not sized to you. So you're kind of right. always using like adult clubs. So I always found if I took away the baseball grip, which you had a lot of grip on and it went down to this grip, I found that my hands would like, it was too hard for me to hold it. But when I interlocked it, I could, I felt like my hands were more connected and I wouldn't lose the club. Yeah. So I've been interlocking since I was like maybe 12 or 13 Jack interlocks tiger interlocks yeah. the biggest Works. thing i yeah. found with the baseball swing versus interlocking the interlock like you said everything becomes one it's all in one where yeah. with a baseball grip you've now got two moving parts versus one moving part when you're together so like i've found you know just thinking back on when i was I, and occasionally like when nick told me he reminded me about a month or two ago when we played so like I, I tried to hit you know at the range I tried to hit a couple shots just with the baseball grip and I feel like my hands are moving all over the place when not when they're not interlocked um, you know so like for me that's the biggest thing but I mean clearly he he makes it work just fine and kind of going off of that because of because to me like the feeling of the hands being together I, I would play softball and I use the same golf grip playing softball if I were to play baseball I'd do the same thing even Granted, when you're it doesn't baseball? doesn't help doesn't help my my think, golf baseball swing, but yeah, you no, want that I'm, though. If that's I'm, all launch angle, softball's all launch angle. If you I'm, want that, if swing I'm there. playing, if I'm playing softball, I would have the, I would grip it like a golf club, and I would swing that way. I want to say Mark McGuire had an overlap. I think you're right. Didn't he? Yeah, I remember he used to put his finger, I think, down on the butt of the club or butt of the club. The yeah, bat. the pinky down on the yeah. knob. I think he was on, on top the of knob. the Yeah. Yep. Or maybe that was it. Maybe it was an overlap. But I, I, maybe I, th- I want to say though, there there was somebody too a while back that had some type of interlock with the upper part of their hands to keep their knuckles more, you know, like the door knocking knuckles that you want with a baseball bat rather than choking the bat. But I don't know. Not, not positive. Yeah. Interesting. It's, I didn't think we were going to have that many difference in grips. That's crazy. I didn't know like all three different ones. Jim Furyk has a double overlap. I've tried, I've, I've tried that and that's just strange. So he puts these two fingers there. Yeah. Like, like he'll have, he'll have his, Pinky and his ring finger. But it just like, doesn't like it seems like too like both clumped. Like, too much going on there. Too much I, like it's too like. Yeah, I mean, look at his swing. Yeah, a lot going mean, on there, but it works. No, for sure. I mean, I'm not, if anybody's on the tour, I'm not going to give them lessons. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's just like hard to be, critique people like, that are at that it, level. I'm like, Sixty man, it just seems like it's a lot of. Maybe it's better. I don't know. Like I just found oh. the baseball grip though. I didn't think anybody was going to say that. Not it's about a bad thing. It's just usually when you're a kid, that's what you start off with, and everybody just kind of transitions out. Yeah. Huh. Kills it. Um. Does the same thing when you do the same thing putting, don't you? Uh, You've played around with putting grips, haven't you? I've played around, but 
usually I resort just to regular baseball ten finger grip with my thumbs down the down like the grip th- like this. Yep. Yeah. How do you, how do you put? I, I so I used to do just a regular like overlap with my left hand, but I went cross hand this year, so I'm left hand low. For me, that's just helped me. I mean, even though my putting stroke is atrocious right now and really need to work on it, for me, it's just helped me. Like, I think it's, I'm a lot more solid closer to the hole, and it's I make a more centered stroke. I have a tendency to cut across it the other way. What about you, Rob? Uh, I played with a lot of different grips. My putting used to really stink. Um, but, like, the biggest thing I do is, um, I, if, I don't know if, how often you watch Dustin Johnson, but a very similar grip to Dustin Johnson, like the thumb straight. And then, um, my hands do overlap a little bit. Um, you know, and then like my left index finger is over my, uh, right fingers a little bit on the club. So, um, it's a little bit different, but it's, you know, hands are kind of overlapped quite a bit. I think. I, I'm trying to think. I always put my finger down the shaft, though. I used to. I used to do that. I down, like, down the I grip. I played around with that. I used to do I used that. To do that too. Um, a while yeah. ago. And you know, I mean, there would be days when I'd putt great, and there'd be days when I'd just not putt great. So I don't cool. think it would. I don't. I wouldn't attribute it to that. Um, you know, I'd attribute it. You know, just like anything else, to like you know, the more you play, the better you get, the more you practice. But this is just the one that I've found to be most comfortable. There's a lot of people that I play with in our group that have the the finger down the grip. Um, you know, like Kepka uses that now, I think, um, on tour. So, um, I, I think it's a, just about a, a comfort thing. That was you know? like instinctual for me when I was a kid. I've been putting like that for, like, I don't think I've changed my putting grip in right. 15 years. Like I've always just, I can't remember if I, I think I kind of overlap it, but this finger's always down and it's just for keep my finger like lined up. So my hands aren't twisting and mm-hmm. like keep yeah. my wrist out of it. Yep. Um, do you guys change putter? You've changed, you flip flop putters, but you don't really change. Yeah, them. no, I, I had, so I've had, I haven't like changed them per se. I've more so just swapped them out. I've had, I played the Peretti forever. I had, I got that back in, I think freshman or sophomore year of college. And I played that up until I got the Scotty for a great deal this year. And so now too good I, to be named on. Tape, right too, the deal was too good to too, be talked too, about the deal, the deal was too good no it was great scotty for like 150 bucks something nice and easy uh but uh it had a great grip on it too but i put that in the bag this year just because i like the weight of it more it's a lot lighter than the Pretty, and so i thought i'd be able to make you know a smoother stroke but i just put the Pretty back in they're both blades i'm trying to get away from that i think for my next investment for a putter i don't know when that'll be but i'm trying to get away from blades I've been doing those interchangeably now this year, but prior to that, I played the Peretti for. So blade, do you have mallet or blade? I have a mallet. I prefer a mallet. Um, I have bounced back and forth um, to a blade, but um, I have a tailor-made spider. I've had it for what five or six years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, you know, I mean. It's comfortable to me. It looks good, and I feel like that's a lot of your putting stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, Visual appeal is, is, is a lot. Is in golf. feeling good over the putt. Yeah. Um, if you stand over the putt, uh, and I mean, I feel like, you know, when I go to a blade, it just, you know, it feels like I'm swinging a wiffle ball bat, you know, with a, you know, with a, you know, a 90 mile an hour fastball being pitched to me, where at least, you know, the the weight of the mallet just feels right for me. Um, I, at the beginning of this year, um, I was looking into getting a different putter. Um, I was going to get a, a different tailor-made mallet. Um, but you know, I just, I got hot with a putter. Um, you know, so I really haven't, you know, had the need to, 
to go get a different one. But I think that if I, you know, if I find myself in a putting funk down the road, um, I think I'd go get something and just, you know, change back and forth as frequently as I need to. If I go out there and putt terrible, I don't think I would mind, you know, just switching to a different putter the next day and back and forth. But I think my comfort one will always be that spider. What about you? I had had the same tailor-made blade putter from freshman year until this year. Um, I started putting with it this year, and I always wanted to try the switch to a mallet. And my buddy got a new putter, and he had his mallet, his old mallet, sitting around. So he he sold that to me. Um, and like Rob said, with the wiffle bat um, thing, it's it does look a lot better looking down at a mallet for me. Um, it, it feels better. The consistency of like the ball strike feels better. Like with my blade, if I miss hit it, like I knew it and I was penalized for it with the mallet, I might be able to miss hit it a little bit. And it's, it's a more forgiving, uh, more forgiving putter. And I think I've putted better with it than I have the blade. So, yeah, it's the same, uh, blade putter. I've always played with the blade, but I can see it's harder to line up, I think, than a mallet. Because a sure. mallet, you typically got a little bit more ba- backing. You kind of have that, whether it has lines or whether it has some kind of visual cue that you can put it where, you know what I mean? Like putting something like this to run a straight line versus something like this to run a straight line. This is easier to kind of navigate when you have more space to look at. I've actually considered, so like TaylorMade does the sight line on their, on mm-hmm. their putters. I've considered getting a different TaylorMade spider without the sight line. I use a, I try to use a line on my golf ball now more than, you know, the alignment of, of the putter head itself. Um, I tend to find sometimes that the gap between the line on the ball and the line on the mallet, you know, so just, just that little gap between tends to like really play with me visually. So, um, like I, I'm you're trying point. to put them like parallel to, I say parallel, but like run them right yeah, into each other. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like for me, I, you know, at this point, I think I want, um, I want a line in, in one of the two spots. And I think I prefer to have the line on the golf ball because I think having the line on the golf ball allows you to see how well you, uh, you know, how well you stroke that putt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you see the line going end over end, you know, you hit it well, you know, you hit it on line. You didn't come across it. You didn't pull it. Um, you know, you hit a good stroke. Um, so I think you see that feedback from the golf ball, the line on the golf ball where, you know, the, the sight line on the putter you don't get that same feedback off the golf ball. You might not know if you pulled it. You might not know if it was a bad read. So I, I, that's just that's my input or you know my outlook on it now. What's your what what's your putter TaylorMade or is your mallet now? Uh, it's a mallet. It's an Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Is Callaway own Odyssey? I'm not sure. Same company. Callaway. I think they. I, I, I think they have some type of uh, ownership or affiliation yeah. there. Might be like sister yeah. company. Did uh, Did you guys watch the? Uh, Tour championship, of course. A little bit. A little I wasn't. Bit. I wasn't home as much. Um, I've found myself. I'm a. I'm a big fan of Dustin Johnson, um, along with like you know Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, um, William McGirt, um, and, and, <laughs> Kierdig, McGirt. and Kierdig Kierdig Kierdig. Barnrat, Right. So like if those guys, guys tour card, you see that? I saw that. Alpha Barnrat got it back. But like you know, for those guys, if those guys are in contention. I'll go out of my way to make sure I either record it or find time to watch it. Dustin Johnson really wasn't ever in contention. Um, and like, I'm not a big John Rom fan. I'm not a big Cantley fan. Um, you know, like Justin Thomas, 
the problem is I think that like all those guys are so um, like neutral. Like I kind of like the, I'm not a fan of Kepka. I'm not a fan of DeChambeau, but I love that they create like animosity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I love the fact that there's people that hate each other out there. And that's part of the reason why I think I like Ian Poulter, right? Because he's developed several rivalries. Sergio Garcia, like has slammed his club in bunkers. He's thrown his shoe. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the entertainment factor that like sometimes people want in sports, you know, to keep things interesting. Um, yeah, I so, feel like the Cantlay, Rom, Justin Thomas, Kevin Na is they're a vanilla product. Yeah, the four. I don't know if you guys know the four play pod guys, the Barstool golf oh, yeah. podcast. No, I've just they, I've they just kinda, come into them. Like they kind of talk about the same thing. You know, there's you know however many guys out there from week to week competing against each other, and golf is for so long like you know gentleman's game and like everything is so like fine tuned and stuff like that, but when there's that kind of like kind of competition out there, like some guys are not going to like each other. And I think lately it's been shown more and to, for me, Rob, obviously, and to others out there, I think it's more entertaining and it, it's brought something to the sport that, you know, I think has been missing for a long time. I think it just like, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. I'm sure all of all four of us are the same way. We're all competitive people. We were all, you know, very involved in athletics. I think, I think you prefer to hate one of your opponents or strongly dislike one of your opponents because I think it gives you a little added, um, you know, emphasis on playing well or doing well in whatever your task is. You know, like um, I, going into this, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my best to get as mad as I can about <laughs> something that Nick has done or said, and that's you know I'm just gonna try to use that as fuel. Um, sometimes it's not easy, but you know sometimes you just have to you know, create little, uh, rivalries or issues in your head, you know, and, and roll with them and, and just try and build a little momentum out of it. That's like, uh, did you guys watch the last dance? Michael Jordan? No yes. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. You hear yeah. Me talk? I forgot the guy's name and he's, it was like a specific game. He was talking about, it was some like no name guy playing for some team, forgot what it was. And they were doing a back to back game. So they had like a, a home and away type game. Mm-hmm. And, um, they played them at, I believe they played them down at, there might have been Memphis or something, this guy. And he scored certain points. And Michael Jordan, like going in at the end of the, the whatever, I don't even know if he told the team or told the um, press, he said, yeah, so-and-so mouthed off to me about something. This guy that played, like shot like 30 points the night before. And Jordan was like, yeah, he said something to me and whatever. So the next night, Jordan goes out and lights him up. Like guarded him. The guy scored like two points, and Jordan like went off. I don't forty something. It was like whatever. He just had a great game. And then they asked, like, did that even happen? He goes, no. <laughs> so he goes, the guy never said anything. He goes, no. I just needed something to fire me up, and Got that's it. literally what he did. I'm like, this guy's crazy. So like, if you told, I gotta, I gotta like look it up. But the whole storyline basically was he made, he fabricated this thing that this guy said. This to poor, get himself like, going. One guy that had a good game against Michael Jordan, and finally Michael Jordan's like, all right. I'm playing some game yeah, in my head where you said something to me. Now I'm motivated to beat you. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're talking about the best player ever versus this no-name guy that, like, again, they said his name. I've never heard of this guy. But that was it. He just, like, he made something up in his head. It's kind of bothering me now. And in golf, like, it can be something as simple as, you know, you think you've got a gimme and they don't give it to you, right? Yeah. And then you're just, yeah. you're, you're fired up about it. Well, that's the know? thing. Like, I mean, that's happened before. I mean, just look at some of the people that we've played golf with, you know, like, uh, Coyer is one of them. You know, if, if you don't yep. give if you don't give him a putt that he thinks he should have, then 
you know, he's fired up. He's stewing for the next two or three holes. Yeah, and I mean, those guys, their season is so long on the PGA Tour. Like, they're grouped together. The chances of you playing with the same person are pretty high. Mm -hmm. And with this whole you know I, like social media this new incentive that oh, they, no kidding. they yeah. have this year like bryson yeah. and, and brooks and kepka and like all them Indirect going shots at it. constantly i think that i think that has gone maybe a little bit too far with the bryson and the brooks kepka situation but all in all i think it's good for the sport like i said before and i think it's going to bring out a lot of emotions on and off the golf course that you you normally wouldn't see on the tour, and I think that's good. Well, I think that I think with, it's going to bring more people to the spotlight too, like your boy Harry Higgs. You're Harry a big Higgs. fan of Harry Higgs. I'm a big Harry Higgs. Does guy. he have any buttons on his shirt? None. <laughs> no. Did you, did you hear the story? Of what he did with that? No. So Harry, they go. I, I was watching this somewhere, and they asked him about the shirts, and he gets shirts made by whatever company sends him the shirts, yeah. and he goes, "No, I don't want the." I can't get the whatever it is. There's a certain amount of buttons he needs. Like he yep. doesn't want the two button. It needs to be like a three button. And he goes, the only reason he leaves it open is because he goes, I'm a big guy. And he goes, I sweat and I like to have a right. little breathing room. And that's it. He goes, it's not a fashion statement. He goes, I've been doing this since college. So now like that's like become a thing. It's like the Harry Higg, like wide open shirt. He, he's that. a beauty, man. Do you he, think he's he, a legend. Do you think he looks a little bit like Nate Emery? Have you ever thought about it? Look it's pushing, it up. It's pushing it. But Look it up. It's and pushing I, it. The first time I saw Harry there. Higgs, the first thing I thought of, he had, it was a tournament. He was rocking, you know, the big glasses. I don't know if they were aviators like Nicholson, but he's rocking the big glasses. And the first thing I thought of was Nate Emery. Yeah, I could, I could see that then. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> the first time I saw Harry Higgs, I'm like, who's this douchebag? Because he showed up, <laughs> big fat guy kind of walking down, shirt unbuttoned. He had like the, the aviator glasses on and a hat. And I'm like, and he's just swinging. It looks like he's having a good time. And I'm like, who is this guy? And this may have been earlier in the year, maybe end of last year. And he's good. I mean, he's yeah. he made the tour championship. So, I mean, he's top 30. But I think he's I think he's got a couple wins in him coming soon because he's right. playing well. I got a question for all you guys. If Brooks Koepka is injured and can't play in the Ryder Cup, who's going to replace him, do you think? Do we, did oh, they his did, wrist, right? You just did they announce wrist? all of the captains? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Did they today? Well, yeah. see, that's what Daniel happens. Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler. Tony Finau. I'm at school and there's Tony no Finau. service. Jordan Andrew Shoffley. Uh, Shoffley, Spieth. Shoffley, Spieth, Finau, Scheffler, Berger, and... I can't remember. Uh, Who's the other one? Fien no, yeah, we got oh, it's uh, Harris English. Harris English. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, if you very well so if you had to if you had to pick someone, I mean, I don't know what it would be based on, but if you had to say it, because like the rankings are in, the captains' picks are in. If you had to pick someone that would replace Kepka, who do you think it would be? I Outside mean, of those captains' picks, right? Because yeah. those guys are already in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't be Harry Higgs, but no, no, no I don't think it would. <laughs> no. uh, if, if that's what you were getting at, that wasn't a good segue. No, but no, no, it's it's, it's not Harry Higgs. Um, I think it would. Be, if I had so to guess, I think it's out, right? Patrick. I think it'd be Patrick Reed. Because I mean, Stricker even said, "Ah, oh, geez, you know, I don't want to." Is Patrick leave Reed back 100? percent He he wasn't. I haven't so, been he following that, but I heard yeah. He's, he he played. You know, I played the other day. Yeah, I'd love to see Kisner. I'd love to see Kiss. Kevin Kisner, but it's whistling straights. It's long, and yeah, I don't know if his game doesn't match him. Technically, fits that course and and what they're trying to do there. But match play record, he is phenomenal. The nice thing though about. Uh, yeah, I mean, in stroke play, he's got a bomb and gouge, you know, and he that's not his bread and butter, but he's just got to be better than one guy yep. each hole, you know, yep. in the Ryder Cup. So I would love to see Kevin Kisner. I would love Kiz. Yeah. Kiz, Kiz would be great. I think I'm I trying think to think be, like I think top American sick. players. I think Kiz. Um, Ricky Fowler's not in, is he? <laughs> oh, no. He's bad year. I don't want to talk about it. Endorsements and commercials. He's too busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Well, I mean, who who, who are the main guys in? Kepka, she- uh, DeChambeau, Cantley. Thomas. Morikawa. Thomas. Morikawa, yeah. And there's one more. Top six. Um, oh, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. was an auto qualifier. Yeah. 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 So it's six. That's weird, though. Six captain's picks. That's more than they've ever had. I think it used to be, what, two or four? There used to be more auto qualifiers. You're right. Yeah, it wasn't it was, six. I thought it was three captain's picks. It, it was a very small amount. There was like nine yeah. auto and three I, I honestly wanted to say picks. two. I think they used to qualify top ten, and then they had two captain's picks. Did you say Webb Simpson was a captain's pick or no? Oh, no. God, I don't like Webb Simpson. I, I don't mind Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson's a guy that I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I, I would Pat, say Patrick Reed, too. Like He's got that that clutch jerk side in him, but he's good. I'd like to do kids just because of kids. Who are the, well, who are the top ranked Americans? Not is that like, is, is Webb Simpson the top ranked American? Did you, did you put Scotty Scheffler in there? He got picked. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Jason Kokrak, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, Sam, Sam Burns, Burns Sam Burns. That would be, I, that would Kevin be Kisner, Kevin Na, Phil Mickelson. I bet you Kevin Na would be a good cat Ryder cup guy. Gary Woodland was a, was a Ryder cup guy for a while and he had a very silent year, right? Yeah. He won, the, wait, he won the U.S. Open, what, last year? Not no, this past year, no, no, obviously. No. Two years ago? Uh, a couple years, years ago? ago. 18? 19? 18? Yeah, wait, no. Woodland, was he in the 20... Then... Was it 2018 last year they had the Ryder Cup? Because last year's got... Yeah, uh, got pushed this year. this year, yeah. Was he... I think Woodland played that year. Where did they play last time? Was it Italy? Paris? Oh, that's going to kill me. I think, I, think, it, I, think, I think it was Paris. I think it was right, playing Paris. Eagles in 2014. And then 2016 was... I want to say like Hazeltine, maybe. Yeah, uh, twenty-four. Yeah, Beth Page. Beth Page. That's that's a must go. Yeah, Alex that's, texted me about that. The yeah, other day. Like, we're yeah. Going. Beth <laughs> I'm looking forward to the U.S. Open is in Brookline. Uh, Brookline, Mass, which is just outside of Boston, and then the following weekend is the tournament we've always gone to, the Travelers Championship. Yeah, we got to get so back I'm, on. So I'm that, looking. Actually. I'm looking for a doubleheader weekend there. How is the Travelers? I wanted to do that. Sick. I, I want to say. Fun. I want to say that the PGA Tour tabs that as like the most fan friendly tournament right yep. i mean i think last year yeah. it won like most fan friendly it's uh, definitely picking up speed as one of the flagship events on tour that like a lot of the big names which is are, weird are willing to go it's to. always the week after the u.s open and it's yeah. right I think guys would be like bagging it but and it's a it's, very easy course to walk the back nine gets a little bit hilly but like if if you uh, it's an easy course to you know get like a third degree sunburn too. To ask nick about that one but um yeah. Yeah, what i always I try to sunscreen. do when we go uh, I want to say the last year that we went, I want to say we left on a Tuesday. Yeah, because um, yeah, we, we were there and, Wednesday. Right. So we left on a Tuesday, went down, played in Queensbury, um, and then got there for the Pro-Am on Wednesday. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And the Pro-Am's cool because like I, the, the things I remember about the Pro-Am are like, you know, the sports players, the sports casters. I don't know so much on like the movie side of things. Um, there's not really a whole lot of, of, you know, political, um, you know, figureheads that are involved, but like George Lopez was one that was there. George Lopez, um, Chris Berman, I think. Chris Berman was hilarious. Ray Allen was there. And then like Tim Wakefield, Tim Wakefield. And, um, uh, there's another one I'm forgetting, but anyway, I, I, you know, you get up and close with, you know, the PGA professional and then the other professionals from different you know, wakes of life, uh, walks of life, excuse me. And you know, it's, it's a cool event. And then once you, you know, once Thursday starts, it's all business. Um, and the other thing that was cool, I thought about the pro-am you see, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, the, the tour player plays with them, but after the tour player hits their putt, they'll go to different spots on the green, put a tee down and they'll just hit a few putts 
while the other two or three players that are with their group are still finishing out the hole. So I think it's really cool to see what the players are doing to practice um, while they're out there in a practice round that is you know, part of a pro-am. So you see all kinds of different things if you can get there before competition, how players are practicing, approaching, um, you know, different shots, things, things like that. But it's an easy course to walk. I mean, each, I think both days I walk, uh, you know, on Thursday, I usually try to walk 36 holes. I'll pick a group in the morning. I'll find a golfer that I like, um, walk the, you know, the morning 18. And then in the afternoon, I'll go back to the first or 10th tee, wherever they tee off and I'll walk another 18, you know, and you're really not, I mean, you're tired at the end of the day because you've walked, you know, two 18s, but it's, I think it's very fan friendly. I think it's easy to navigate and it's pretty easy to get in and out too. And tickets are easy to get. Yeah. 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 Everything about it is just, is really easy, really accessible. And they have stuff, you know, for young kids, you know, I'm not obviously well-priced, but like, yeah, like well-priced stuff or, and they have a whole like family friendly, like kids zone or fun well, i don't yeah, know there was, what they there's call a it. massive yeah it's um, like there's a massive zone in the middle of it all like the golf course surrounds it between the, one like and the 18 zone yeah yeah and it's, and there's so much in there there's a bunch of eateries things for kids there was a mini golf course when we were there i think there was chipping like a, challenge there's there was like inflatable uh like bounce houses i'm pretty yep. sure too you can sit on the driving range and get vj singh's autograph like nick did yeah yeah did you get his autograph i did yep Furek and jim too. and Furek and brian Harmon. vj singh quick quick story about him so i've never been to a regular pga tour event but i've been to when i was a kid i used to go to a bunch of majors so mm-hmm. a lot of like basically o2 beth page to like 13 marion i went to probably like seven or eight one of them vj singh was on it and i tried to get his autograph and he was a dick just didn't give me an autograph walked by a bunch of people he, I, I, didn't he get into some trouble with the tour at one point um, where he had to work his way back. I, I thought they, there was some cheating scandal or something with VJ Singh. Like even to this day, I don't like VJ Singh because me as like a rightfully twelve year old so. getting turned. But it was like you could hear him like under his breath, basically saying like "fuck this," I'm not giving like autographs. <laughs> right. yeah. You're like, dude, like you got a bunch of kids. It wasn't like I was my age. Like yeah, I would skip myself too at a, you know his twenties and thirty year old. But like a kid getting an autograph, like a lot of guys are very good about it. And then you get these people. Nick paid the price though that day. He paid for it. What's up? Well, you sat in that bleacher on the driving range and got all those oh, autographs. Me, me and Ryan Munson. And he that was day. As, he was as red as my sweatshirt. Yeah, uh, they can't see that, but um, well, it's, I, it's, it's a very it's a red sweatshirt. It's a Boston, t- Boston. Is that a UMass? No, Boston. BU. Boston. BU. Yeah. yeah, it's red. It's red. It's red. Red as red can be. Super red. Yeah, yeah. lobster red. Um, <laughs> so he was he was cooked <laughs> like a lobster that day. So yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, but the driving range I think is one of the best spots if you go to. PJ Tour event and just sit there and watch him hit on the driving range. Oh, uh, I went to I went to the hours. U.S. Open when it was at Oakmont in 2016, mm-hmm. and I sat there for four hours and and watched them on the range. Uh, like I remember, one of the first guys that came to the range was Scotty Scheffler when he was an amateur, like playing for Texas still. And then I remember, um, I remember like Furyk coming up, or no, Furyk wasn't there. I'm sorry. I'm trying. A lot of big names. I didn't get to see Ricky though. Didn't get to see Ricky. Slick, I saw DJ at Oakmont. Slick saw, Rick. Like, My fir- first ever encounter with Ricky Fowler. First hole, Beth Page, 2009 US Open. For, have you guys, you know, Beth Page layout? Yeah. First hole yep. dog leg right. Yep. Pulls his drive left. He's the first group out, 7 a.m. on a Thursday morning. And the best thing is, if, as you guys know, you get there early, but like for the first group. It's oh, like so nobody. calm. Oh, it's, it's quiet. Great. It's the best. We're sitting there. He pulls it, hooks it left on the first or pulls or whatever. So I'm standing basically me to like, maybe my desk and 
it's me, my dad, and like one or two other people. And Ricky Fowler's like in the like the heavy kind of heavy rough, but in the rough, hitting back at the green. But he's like st- basically like me to the table away, and you're just standing there with nobody around us. Because mm-hmm. at the time he was like the number, I think the number one amateur. And I knew him. He had his o- o- uh, OSU bag and like. You know, it was like, a, you know, definitely like the stand bag, like the college stand bag at the time. He didn't have the tour bag. And he ended up just hitting this like nice little shot up there. And like, I think just front of the green, but it was kind of cool. That was, but that was Ricky of 2009. It can get very much like that. I think at the travelers, you know, especially if you get For there sure. early, if the group tees off, there are a lot of, um, you know, near the rope shots that, you know, you can see. And it's really cool to experience that up close. I mean, the first, the first time that I went, I know you had, you guys have gone, I had gone a couple of years um, you know, prior to me when you were going with, with Rusty from PHS, but, um, just, you know, to be able to be up close and like hear the sound it makes constantly off the club, Mm -hmm. it's different, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, sometimes like you play up here and if you hear it five times around, you're excited, you know, but like that pure stroke and sound every time off the club for those guys. And I mean, you're up close, you like, and the thing I like the most is I like to, hear that conversation with the caddy you know what are they thinking you know when when we get up to the ball we obviously go through our routine and what we're thinking um you know and and you we calculate to ourselves mentally but the amount of work that goes on pre-shot for those pga tour golfers and to just listen to the different things they talk about you know things that we don't think twice you know you know about on on you know bluff point or or north country or wherever we're playing um you know they've got they know where they're going to miss if they do miss, um, you know, you know, so long as they don't, you know, shank, but they've, they've mapped everything out. And to me, that whole part of it is a part that I don't think golfers appreciate enough, you know, just like, you know, every sport has its own, um, or, or every sport should have its own appreciation. People don't appreciate how much work people just think it's get up and hit, get up and hit, you know, those that aren't in the golf world. There's so much appreciation that I now have after being up close and seeing that whole process, it's, it, you know, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, those guys cool. are some of those guys. I mean, Patrick Cantlay, I just had a breakdown earlier. Obviously he won the, the tour championship, but each shot this season for him, each shot was worth over $4,000. So when so. Rob's talking about that, you know, it might be like meticulous and, and annoying for people watch it for non golf fans, seeing that and not appreciating it. Like he said, but it comes down to it. That shot could be worth three thousand, four thousand dollars when it comes to the end of the well, season. Was it down the weekend? Guys. Was with Justin Thomas and Kevin Na? And they were playing basically for a million dollars. It was just two of them because nobody mm-hmm. was going to touch them. They couldn't right. catch the leaders, so like they just kept going back and forth. And I think Kevin Na ended up getting it. I think was, he was third. He was. Yeah, but like you're yeah. thinking, like yeah, you guys have nine holes for a million bucks because right. if you beat him, it's like the equivalent of winning a, a championship. Yeah, at least the last week. And I think that that's why I don't mind slower play on the golf course for that reason. The amount, you know, obviously if. You know, if you're playing with, you know, your buddies at Bluff Point, you know, and you're playing for 10 bucks, then, you know, you probably don't need, you know, to be taking that much time. But right. like, you know, there are people that get on DeChambeau, for example, Kepka's one of them. I don't mind that a player at that level is taking that amount of time because of what's at, you know, what's at stake. Yeah. If that's not at stake, if they're just out there playing their Tuesday practice round, then yeah, I mean, that's probably a little bit more ridiculous, but when when the money is on the line and they need to make the shot for the money, take your time and figure it out. 
right? It happens in bowling. It happens in, you know, in baseball. Um, you know, a, a batter will call time. A pitcher will call time. Um, you know, in football, you'll use your timeout in a crucial situation, you know? So um, I don't think that that's a big deal. We've had this conversation before too. Like usually the group I play with or if I play with guys in the morning, I'm talking the whole time. Cause mm-hmm. like I'm just like out playing but there's days where if I go out and I'm playing by myself, because I've done that before, I typically shoot better by myself, not right. because I'm cheating, but seriously because I'm just like thinking about my shots more because yep. I have nobody to talk to. So it's like, okay, what do I want to play here? Like take my time. I can line up pots. I can take a little extra time. I don't feel, feel like I'm being rushed because I yeah. got to get off the green before somebody. And usually in those holes, I end up just making some better decisions or a little more focus on a shot. Versus just like talking, getting up and hitting a bomb, the guy screw it. And then like go up, wait for the other guys to hit and hit your shot. Um, so there's definitely a mental aspect that you can like, I think all of us could lower our handicap by multiple strokes. If we just were like, okay, just chill and play. That's why I think in the tournament, people would actually will, should be playing a little bit better than their handicap. Sure. Cause they'd be a little more focused than what they normally are. Cause like, okay, I gotta, what? I gotta make this putt. Okay. Let me just like line it up and hit it. So it's one of the things that makes the tournament so cool. You find that in the masters North too, though. I mean, you've played in it too. I think, yeah, when there's when there's more, you're definitely more in it. When there, when there's like, you know, I even, mean, even in Tupper, just in, in Tupper, when I was up there in, right. in August, like there's you're you're more in it for sure. When there's that much, I even, don't look even at putts, being just a tournament. I don't look at putts from two sides at Bluff Point very often. When we're playing in the Masters North, I'm looking at the putt from four sides. You know, well, yeah, not only not only the competition and like the money and like the fact that it's a bigger tournament, um, but you know, we we also don't play there as much either up at Malone or like other courses that host bigger tournaments versus just casual rounds at bluff. I mean, we've played bluff. I've played bluff hundreds of times Same. and I might misread a putt here or there, but like, you know, I, I generally know the the yardages, where it's going, like where the ball is going to break. When you hit a putt and it breaks and you know, you say to yourself, I hit that putt two days ago. It did the same thing, but I didn't go back to that. You (laughs) know what I mean? That's what, that's when you wish you could keep your own little book with notes. Right. Yeah. But you know, you don't, it's just, you know, you don't keep those same mental notes. And I think that's what, you know, that's like what you talk about. If you took your time and you were able to spend the same amount, of course, yeah, everybody would lower their handicap. Well, that, or or, again, you, you look at the practice, like you can go out and warm up before a round Mm -hmm. practice, like go putt, go hit a couple like wedge shots, get loose a little bit. And then, even play like a practice round where you actually kind of like focusing on the greens where I'm going to hit my shots. I mean, obviously you get that playing, but like very rarely do we actually go out, warm up, putt, chip, hit, and like you're rushing the, whole the first cycle. tee. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I'm teeing off at seven. Let me get there at 650, put my shoes on, run to the first tee, and like do a couple like rotations and then just hit the ball. <laughs> like that's yeah. what we all do. And it's by the time you actually start feeling like you're loose and swinging, it's usually about, you know, you're probably five, six holes in before you mm. start to feel comfortable like swinging. But, um, all right, last question before last round, Rob. Last two questions. If you had to play, I think you told me this. If you had to play with three PGA golfers, who would they be? And then what's your prediction for the four of the kids? Um, well, we're obviously going to win Galen's team. Um, I don't know about but how it, much. but but So answer the golf question and then pick a score, roughly a score. Or, or if you think it's going to be close, run away. Or if you think it's going to be a few strokes or a few wins or whatever. Okay, so the golfers can they be like? Do they have to be active like on the on the tour or let's, let's, like? Are you saying no? Like you can, are you saying can they be dead? Well, because <laughs> you can't play with them. Well, if no, that's the case. but like injured. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, then Tiger. Okay, Tiger being one. You said three, right? You pick three. Yeah, Tiger. Yeah, Tiger counts. He's got his card. Yeah, he's good. 
Tiger. Um, you got the lifetime exemption times four. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I want to say Bryson just because of how far he hits the ball and, and you know, everything that he goes through. And I'd like to see that up close. So probably Bryson. Tiger, Bryson. And I don't know. Third one would be pretty hard for me. Maybe Morikawa because okay. how accurate he is with his irons. I think that'd be a show to watch. All right. And what do you think score match? Maybe not even points, but like it'll be close. But I think we're gonna win. You think by like could be down to last match or two, or do you think it's gonna be like kind of close but still gonna be kind of comfortable? A lot. I'm predicting last match or two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, three golfers, uh, Tiger for sure, Ricky Fowler for sure. Ricky's always been my guy, even though he played terrible. I mean, I've been a fan of his for a while. So those two, uh, and then. The third one, I'd have to think about honestly. That that's honestly tough. Like you, you think you you think you'd have an answer like that nailed down, but no. I mean, there's so many that I really really enjoy watching. <sighs> Man, if if I had to pick though, I'd probably say I'd probably say DJ, and I'd say DJ for two reasons. Number one, Ed Davis has like he's played a couple holes with, B, with uh, DJ. Told me about it, and he told me about the interaction. DJ seems like the kind of person just based on that and based on. You know how he how he acts in interviews, how he carries himself. He seems like the kind of person I could be around, like nice little vibe. Uh, and I also hit the ball a mile too. I'd love to see that. I mean, I, I'd love to see just. I, I watched it at Oakmont and I saw it from afar, but being able to see it up close and personal and just kind of get like just seeing the wrist bend and just hit him ripping it down and carrying a driver three fifty. I think that'd be a sight to see. So they have to go with those three: T- Tiger, Ricky, and DJ. I'd say. And match. I think it's gonna be close to the singles. But I think in the singles, I think um, Team Craig, Team Lee, I think you're going to crumble. So I think we're, we're thinking we're going to run away in the singles. Yikes. All right. All right. Um, so golfer-wise, Dustin Johnson's atop the list. Um, <laughs> if you didn't figure that out already yeah, by top now. three spots. Right, yeah. He's so wearing a tailor-made hat right Dustin, now. Dustin, Dustin's yeah, putter so. and Dustin's jacket. <laughs> right. Um, I actually have not been at a tournament that Dustin Johnson has played in. Um, he, play, he won the Travelers last year. Um, the first and no, year we didn't and no fans were allowed. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty disappointing. Um, and, and this year I wanted to go, but saw, uh, Oh, graduation, high school graduate. My cousin graduated this year. So I gave him some flack for that. So Dustin Johnson, um, Ian Poulter, um, I'm going to go on the LPGA side with this one. All right. If that's okay. Oh, I know. I, I have an idea of where you're going with this Nelly one. Nelly Corda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nelly Corda yeah. is just in, in like a league of yeah. her own right now. You know, um, I was a big fan of Lexi Thompson in the LPGA, um, but like it's all Nelly Corda right now. And she's she great. is, she's, she's good. just, her swing's she's so top. good too. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just butter. So I would go with those three, but if I, you know, if I had to go with um, a PGA tour player, um, I'd probably go with Sergio Garcia as the third. Um, as far as the match goes, really, it's it's all about who plays better than their handicap, right? If if everyone's handicap is accurate, whoever plays better than their handicap that day, um, I like you know I like my chances going in with my matches. Um, I'll do what I can to you know to get points for our team. Um, not really knowing going in, uh, you know how any of our teammates are going to play. Um, you always have to root for yourself and hope that hope that we do well, but. Um, at the end of the day, hopefully, um, the real winner, um, will, you know, are the local charities. So, um, that's the most political answer I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're playing for. Yes, for sure. The, uh, okay. So that's good. Um, 
dream dream foursome from a golf standpoint like i guess i guess you could say like phil tagger and maybe like rory or something or slash this is ak was my boy back in the day anthony kim Do you remember oh, yeah. him at all oh yeah. yeah he was supposed to be really good yeah but if i had <laughs> no he was really good he was really good the uh he, st- he was still one of my guys but the uh if i think if i had to go right now i was telling you the other day harry higgs kevin kisner and maybe maybe phil mickelson just because it'd be a chirp fest yeah. and i'd be <laughs> oh, down no to question. see it so i'm not yeah, even going that. by the golf i'm just going for the pure yeah. like it, just like the entertainment aspect of that would be entertainment absurd. and i would even probably absurd i love phil I would maybe switch Phil out for Joel Damon purely because it would just be trash talking beers the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Joel's he's funny too. So that would be that would White be the crowd. crowd. Um, oh, who's winning? Um, us. I think it's gonna be naturally us. 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 <laughs> um, no, what I, I think is last year we went to the singles tied. I think we're gonna go into the singles with about a two hole, two stroke advantage, where I think we're gonna pick up one. I think we're gonna pick up. Uh, let me see. Five and three. I think it's going to... Wait, am I saying that right? We have six matches. I think we're going to go three and three on one and then probably four and two on the other. That makes sense? Yeah. Three and three, four and two. I think we're going to have a two-stroke advantage going to the finals. I think we're going to end up winning it. My guess is by four. We'll be up two going in. We'll pick up two more in the... Fi- Precise. In the, in, the, uh, in the singles. Precise. It's a good so, number to so shoot for. So it'd be for. 16, match in 16-8. Heard it here first. Could be 12-12, 16-8. I that, second that. That's a review. I hope no. you lose 24-0. <laughs> well, we never get that far. You just, you just went from the most political answer possible <laughs> to the least political answer No, I just said possible. I hope. I mean, te- technically, you can go in. If you're the defending champ and you win all f- first 12 matches, you can go into the singles already winning. Right. Like you've already won it. Mm-hmm. If we're up 12 going into the singles, we have it at a possible – we could still lose it if we got swept in the Will singles. you play out those other matches? Like if, yeah. it's, if it's decided just to, we'll see, just to see what the final number is? Yeah, yeah. We, we always end up playing it out. Same yeah. thing they do in the Ryder Cup. They, right. they play it out. So, no, everybody's playing the current matches. So, um, all right, boys. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, Looking forward for to it. Me. We're, yeah, what, a week thanks. from Saturday out? Yep. Uh, if you guys have not donated uh, for the kids, Charity Golf Classic, reach out to anybody that's playing – Adirondack Young Professionals has a bunch of stuff on their Instagram and Facebook. Um, or if you know one of us personally, just reach out. We are accepting all donations. 100% of everything raised will go to a local children's charity um, by way of the United Way of the Adirondack Region. So if you guys can help out, we appreciate it. Um, you're going to hear, or actually here, you're going to see all four of us playing. Um, three on the winning team, one, unfortunately, on the, on the losing <laughs> team. But that's all right. We still like them. We still, we still invited. Um, so that's it. Episode uh, 157 of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.